potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Holiday scratch games from the Colorado Lottery make the perfect last-minute gift for everyone on your list. It's not too late to make the holidays even happier. Give Holiday Scratch and make someone's nice list. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. KKSE, Parker, Denver, the best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Merlet. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw. Make some noise. Everybody up on your feet. No one's sitting in your seat. It's time to meet Vic Lombardi. Yeah. What up, Denver? What up? Wednesday, December 6th, back in 1877, my good friend Thomas Edison records the first human voice on a machine reciting, Mary had a little lamb. That's what it was. The first human words heard on a machine, Mary had a little lamb. And here we are today reciting words that make very little sense to most people. It's Sports Talk Radio in Denver, Colorado. Uh, HW's here, Will Peterson, along with James Manchester Merillette. Fellas, how you doing? Doing well, Victor. How are you? I'm great. Uh, watched the Avs last night. Uh, utter frustration watching them play right now because this is the same team that got out to that great start. Same team that dominated on home ice and suddenly cannot win on home ice. The stretch of five games at home, one and four. Of course, four of those games without Gabriel Landeskog, but it is not going to be a pleasant Q&A, I gather, with Jared Bednar. He's always good, but there's not really much good to talk about. Uh No, that was a disappointing homestand with a capital D, and they go out on a four-game road trip where <laughs> it's going to be tough to get points. Um, I mean, if you're just being honest about it, they're, they're in Tampa. Uh, they've got Florida, they've got Pittsburgh, they've got Washington. I mean, that back is a back Pittsburgh, Washington, by the way. That's a gauntlet. Um, 
Yeah, it uh that was that was as close to a must win as you can have in December. Uh, and they weren't able to get it against a bad Buffalo team. So there's really no way to sugarcoat it. That's, no, that's, uh, that's trouble. They need to, they need to find a way to steal something, uh, on this trip because they got to make up for not getting two points last night. Yeah. They are in grind mode for sure because you go one and four on that homestand. And again, the NHL not doing the abs any favors with the loss of, uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Still no excuse. Buffalo's the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Buffalo couldn't score. And they score four last night. Yeah, and right now, Vic, it, it feels like it's Nathan McKinnon trying to do everything on his own, and he's not getting a lot of help. I mean, ever since they traded Matt Duchesne, McKinnon's just been on fire. I mean, I said it last night. He looks like a top-ten player in the NHL right now. He's the first star for the whole league. I mean, McKinnon is playing out of his mind, but it feels like other than Nathan McKinnon right now, he's not getting a ton of help. I mean, he scored their only two goals last night in the 4-2 loss, so... Some other guys need to dig deep on this road trip and say, we need to get Nathan some help because right now he's playing at an all-star, ridiculously high level, and the rest of us are not doing our part. Is, is that a fair assessment? You're right. You have to score more than two at home. I yes. Mean, in, in the four losses at home, again, a five-game homestand, four of them losses. They lose 3-2 to Calgary, only two goals. They lose 2-1 to Jersey. We were at that game with our fan, our, uh, our fun crew in the suite. They lose 7-2 to Dallas, and they lose 4-2 last night. you, you got to score more than two at home. You just have to. And it's got to be someone other than number 29. They need some help. Now, not having Landeskog certainly hurts, but when we visit with Gabriel uh, or with uh, Coach Bednar, we'll ask him, is that an excuse? You should still be able to beat Buffalo without your captain. Buffalo's not that good. Uh, it's jarring right now to me to see Jesse wearing glasses. Jesse, I had no idea that you sported specs. What is happening right now? Uh, got home late, uh, and then woke up pretty early, and uh, the contacts did not cooperate this morning, so I threw on the glasses. <laughs> you have that morning contact hurt. I know that Very feeling. Very true, yes. Yeah, I used to know that feeling. Got to get you some uh, LASIK, my man. You guys wear contacts, HW, James? No, I got, I got the LASIK as well probably three, four years ago. I think it was the best... Thing I've, best thing I've ever done. You know what's funny is I, I was driving down the street, uh, I think it was like last spring, and all of a sudden I like kind of like freaked out because I was like, everything is so vibrant and green. Like, what's going on? And I realized, oh, that's just how good your eyes are now ever since you got them fixed. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend it to anyone who is considering it. Is uh, Marty O having to use his cell phone this morning, or are we on to something else? Uh, we're on the iPad, but we're on the Altitude 950 Twitter account, not your Twitter account. Oh, well, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I love finding that out live during the show. It's been nobody, a source of contention this morning, Vic. Let's put talks it that way. To the boss before they do stuff. So don't poke the bear too hard this morning, all right? Oh, I'm poking the hell out of him. He's going to be in an angry mood today. I could tell already. Man. I could tell by his, I could tell by the way he, he looks into the mic. He's just staring at that mic this morning. All right. Did it make you feel any better, James, to hear John Elway on the uh, Bronco-owned station, to hear John Elway say that he's going to take ownership of the season and that he's embarrassed and that he's going to change things? Uh, yeah, it did. And, and it's uh, – I don't know who if uh, HW is going to touch on this in his hot take because I know he wrote a column about Elway. At least I think he did based on following him on – Twitter last night, but it's what I'm going to talk about in my hot take of, yeah, it, 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 I think if you have a ticked off John Elway, if you have a John Elway who knows there's a problem, 
uh, I'm confident in his ability to fix it. I, I think the, the, the person who's been softest in this organization is John Elway. And I know you guys laugh at me because I keep track of all of his vacations, but he's a guy who seems like, you know what, resting on my laurels a little bit and didn't work as hard as he needed to work. And if John Elway wants to put his nose to the grindstone and fix this, all right, let's do it. Let's get after it. So, no, it, it, it made me feel much better. So how do you guys read what he says about the coaching staff? No changes will be made during the course of the season, which doesn't surprise. I don't think it does them much good. But it also shows me that, all right, may not happen here in the next month. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen after the season. After the season, all bets are off, in my opinion. I would agree, but I think it was smart for Elway to say that yesterday. So now it's not a question or a topic each week of if you go out and lose at home to the Jets, we're not sitting here saying, well, are you going to fire Vance Joseph today? Because they're not. So I appreciate the clarification that we can we can dismiss the are you going to fire Vance Joseph after each game, uh, you know, conversation, and instead we can have that conversation come New Year's Day, January first, when the season is officially over. I think John Elway, deep down, uh, wants to make changes, but also understands it's really spinning your wheels right now. And he's plotting and waiting and and evaluating who's going to show up for the last four weeks, which coaches, in addition to the players, are going to show up. And I think a lot of the way you're going to see the Broncos assembled next year will determine um, will be determined by these next four games. I, there, there is value. This is not just a another exhibition season. This is a valuable four game stretch for the Broncos. The boss is going to be watching closely. I think he sent that message yesterday. He's embarrassed. And when you get to that level of embarrassment and you admit it publicly that you're embarrassed, man, that's, I think that's a good thing, guys. I think it's a good thing for the franchise right now. It's an interesting choice of words because I don't know if you guys remember this, but after Super Bowl 48, do you remember the controversy because Peyton Manning wouldn't say he was embarrassed by that performance? Yes. And it really bothered me then. It It bothered me because everybody else did. Champ Bailey said, everybody said they were embarrassed by getting blown out against Seattle. Embarrassed. Only Peyton Manning wouldn't use the word. Uh, which, uh, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, I was maybe not as bothered by it as some people, but I get the, the feeling or the, the notion behind it. So then I look at John Elway using that word. And I think that is pretty key, and I think it's pretty telling because that's a that's a big that's a big one to throw out there. We're, this is embar- I'm embarrassed by what's happening. Um, okay, well, I, think, I think it's also I think he's also owning the situation. I mean, again, we've knocked the guy for a long time here. I think he's taking ownership of what's happened. You don't say you're embarrassed unless you know. I mean, this starts and ends with you. Right. That was a big step one. That comment was a big step one because John Elway called the Broncos soft. And you came on these airways, Vic, and said, well, he's talking about himself. And James and I said, I'm not so sure he's talking about himself. And then he clarified four or five days later and said, well, I was talking about myself. I think he only clarified because of intense pressure from his players and from his fans. So this may be the new John Elway, the taking a look in the mirror John Elway, the John Elway who's going to try to mend some relationships with, uh, you know, some folks that he has treated not so fairly in the past. That yesterday, him saying that was a big step one, but I also don't want to overanalyze it. It was step one. There's about 10 more steps well, to go. We'll find out. Right. Right. If, if, you know, 
January 12th, he's in Napa. And during free agency, he's in Coeur d'Alene. And the weekend before the draft, he's on the beach with Wiener Mama. Then it's just, it's just nothing but lip service. Talk right? is cheap. Yeah. We're going to find out. Right. And I understand that you, it's 2017 or on those dates, it'll be 2018 and you can do work via phone, but there's something to be said for showing up to the office. There's something to be said for the lights on when it's dark out and you know someone's up there putting in the extra hours. That's where I'm going to see if he really is, if he really meant it and really is embarrassed or is he, Hey, I'm embarrassed, but it's everybody else's fault and they need to stop embarrassing me. That's what we don't know. That's the interpretation we don't have yet. Jared Bednar at 7.30, Bud Black, 8.15, not to be confused with Buddy Bell. Adam Morris on the Nuggets at 9 a.m., so we've got a stacked show as always, our piping hot takes coming up. But again, I started the segment with this. Can you believe 1877, the first words uttered into a machine? I'm not sure what the hell that machine was that Thomas Edison put together there. Is that a phone? What the hell was a machine? I don't know what the machine was, but can you believe that more than a century later, our words are flying out there in the atmosphere and people are catching them in a car as they're driving down Colorado? That still amazes me. The notion of that amazes me. What did you read this morning? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what is going on? Did you have some weird dreams last you night like or something? a history book in front of you? Or what? What's, I yeah. mean, is this the sugar fix at 7 and I, I'm just I having just, a weird... I can't believe this. I can't believe that a human being was able to capture a human voice... Put it in a machine and then throw it out of that machine to the masses. That boggles your mind, but you just blow off going to the moon. Pretty much. Really? The moon is useless. This is actually useful. Good Lord. I don't need the stupid How about moon. this, Vic? But hearing my voice, we're that able means to something. talk to someone while they're standing on the moon. I don't need a damn moon <laughs> to get on with my day, but people need this damn show. That's for sure. They need uh... to hear my voice. They don't need a moon. You got the Vic Lombardi show. We're hot to trot with hot takes coming up next. It's hard to believe that the calendar already reads December, and you know what that means. It's time to start thinking about how you can start the new year off right with extra money in your pockets. I'm talking anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month and maybe even delaying up to two months' worth of mortgage payments. The time to refinance is now as rates remain low, but the Fed is meeting in a couple of weeks, so we may be seeing a slight increase before the year's end. So start today. It just takes a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage experts at American Financing. They can identify ways to cut back on your mortgage payment or ways to get rid of your higher interest debt. I know some of you are spoiling your loved ones with holiday gifts, so don't delay on paying off those high-interest credit cards. Get the financial guidance you need for a successful 2018. There are no upfront fees, and you can even close in as fast as 10 days. What are you waiting for? Call my friends at American Financing, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, American Financing. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew, I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask 
the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely, completely changed our lives. For ADHD, dyslexia, and other processing disorders, Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800-877-5500. Or go to brainbalance.com. Please join us in supporting Children's Hospital Colorado this holiday season by bringing your unwrapped toy donations to the showroom at Ferrari and Bentley of Denver in partnership with 3D Lacrosse, located on County Line Road in Highlands Ranch. Children's Hospital Colorado is one of the top children's hospitals in the nation, helping kids across Colorado and the West. Ferrari and Bentley of Denver is committed to offering you an exceptional customer experience. Please help us by stopping by the showroom today with your unwrapped toy donation. We are located on County Line Road in Highlands Ranch. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME, Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. 
there is an accident blocking the right lane northbound I-225 at Iliff with backups to the Cherry Creek Spillway. Traffic is brought to you by the UPS store. Looks like you have delays 6th Avenue eastbound, an earlier crash after Sheridan with an accident in those backups. So that's a slow spot this morning. Holiday Ease starts at the UPS store. Let their certified packing experts pack and ship your gifts this holiday season. To find a locally owned center near you, visit the UPSstore.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. So the great debate is on what is more important to humankind, the radio or the moon? We have several texts going both sides here. 2096, who needs four seasons and tides when you have Vic's voice? I say it all the time. You're exactly right. And somebody on the uh, Twitter feed chimes in with this. What's cooler than a moon landing? I'll tell you what's cooler. Flying in a plane at 30,000 feet, 500 miles an hour, and streaming the NFL red zone to my tablet from my satellite receiver in my living room. Now, that's technology, baby. He's exactly right. And he can thank the moon landing and NASA for that ability. The learning, hey, how do we, how do we communicate with a space capsule that's a quarter million miles away that is going however many thousands of miles per hour, and they're able to figure that out in 1960, that's why you can now stream Red Zone. Thank you, NASA. Just send them a note, dude. Now, one is sorcery. The other one's technology. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of with Vic here. I'm not a big moon guy. You guys are... Off your rockers. I what almost called your name. If the moon really is so important, why don't we go back all the time? Because yeah. we did what we needed to do. What, what are you going to go do? learn? Learn what? I don't know. Go collect learn some more rocks. Holes? We already got them. Make there's another prayers? iPhone. It's expensive. What? We've already what? been there. If you've yeah, been what are we learning? I learn well, something every day listening to Vic, a radio. If a you... radio teaches every day. We we are learning. I am learning as I speak. If you've I've been to Hawaii, from a rock. if you've been to Hawaii 12 times, do you need to go back a 13th and spend the money? Yeah, it's warm as hell. Yeah, like Hawaii. You guys are beach. All right, it's going to be one of those days because it's just you guys are not making any sense. Vic, we've got Coach Bednar coming up at about 7.30, so let's do our hot takes. Let's kick him off our piping hot takes. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter Adventist Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. So Kevin on the text line says, it's not just about tides and moonlight. Without the moon, life on this planet would be impossible. So no moon, no life, Vic. Uh, Kevin, I, I would say the same thing about radio. No radio show, no sports talk, no life, no reason. No reason to live. So we're equal there. All right, let me move on. Here we go. We're at that juncture in the avalanche season where got to make a choice here. Got to make a decision. It was almost at this exact point last season, 9-9-1, nine, nine and one, whatever they were, when they suddenly stopped playing, stopped winning, stopped competing. Eric Johnson got hurt. We all remember what happened. They go on a losing streak. They were never the same again. Team went on to win 21 games. 21 games. They're at 12 right now. I don't think they're going to be that bad, but 21 last year. So here we go. This season, five-game homestand. They lose Gabriel Landeskog for four of them due to suspension. And they go one and four on the homestand. And now, 
facing perhaps their toughest road trip of the season. One thing to lose the way they have at home. They've now lost five of their last six games. They're on the road at Tampa, at Florida, and then a back-to-back Pittsburgh-Washington. Good luck. We're going to talk to Jared Bednar here momentarily. But there's no denying, in the words of Nathan McKinnon, what did the Avs do on this very, very critical five-game homestand? Roll it. What's the mindset going into this road trip? Uh, uh, take it game by game. Obviously, we're, we're playing four really good teams. Uh, it's not going to be easy. We have to bet on this homestand, but um, I don't know. It's uh, we, we, we dug ourselves in a hole for sure. Well, you heard the man. We had to beep it out. That's what they did on the homestand. There's no denying it. There's no hiding it. There's no masking it. We'll talk to Coach Bednar in a few minutes. They've got to play every game period by period at this point to climb out of the depths they've put themselves in. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. So part of my Twitter bio reads that I am slightly irrational, and I can be at times. I'm the first to admit it. But two things. One, I don't tweet or write things I don't believe. And two, it's Twitter. It's a social media site that gives us all a platform to reveal immediate emotions. It's human nature to say stupid stuff in the heat of the moment. But with that in mind, I've seen some dumb stuff on Twitter, and one narrative floating around lately has been by far the dumbest. That narrative is that the Broncos should fire John Elway. And that take is awful. John Elway led the Broncos to two Super Bowls in three years. They won the AFC West five times in a row under his guidance. And he's earned the right to see this rebuild, rebrand, relaunch, whatever you want to call it through. He made this mess. But with his resume, he has earned the right to fix it. Terrible take to want to fire John Elway. That said, as I mentioned in the first segment, there is a caveat here. John needs to take a long look in the mirror, maybe mend some relationships, dare I say maybe apologize to some people and get his reputation back because as Mike Freeman from Bleacher Report said, he's getting a rep as a coach killer. But for anyone to say to fire John Elway, his resume is too strong and he's done too much as general manager of the Broncos to suggest firing him, bad take, stop that take right now. Next hot take, please. It's Manchester's Hot Take. September 1992. Broncos are hosting the Raiders. They're not playing very well. They're trailing late in the game. John Elway scrambles toward the east sideline. Out of bounds. Winston Moss shoves him in the back, puts him under the Raiders bench. All of a sudden, John Elway gets up and he's got that look. And anybody who watched him as a player knows when that... Which flipped, and all of a sudden, those competitive juices started going. It was, uh-oh, here we go. That day, it led to another Broncos comeback. We saw it over and over and over again when he was a player. We've also seen it from him as a general manager. 43-8, to MetLife Stadium, Super Bowl 48. Two years later, they're back in the Super Bowl. You know how many players started in both games? Which Super Bowls? Super Bowl 48 and Super Bowl 50. Well, Peyton Manning. There was a grand total of six. Wow. All right, let's see if we can name him. Peyton, Demarius Thomas. Correct. C.J. Anderson? Nope. No. No, Sean started Super Bowl 40. Okay. Uh, Derek Wolf. Nope. Chris Harris had torn his ACL. Vaughn yeah. Miller had torn his ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who else in the second? Brandon McManus? Else? No, that was Matt Prater. Yeah. That yeah. was Matt Prater. Boy, this is a good question. I like these questions. Um, this makes you think a little bit. Oh, it's Who gotta else be... was on that defensive front? There was three on both started. sides of the ball. 
So who do we have so far? We have Manning, you have Demarius. We have two of the six. Gosh, this is bad. Wow, we're really stupid. Yeah. Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan, there you go. There you go. That's three. Uh, man. Tight ends change. Malik Jackson? Malik Jackson's. That's four. That's four. Uh, no, I've, yeah, got, I've gotten almost all of them. Yeah. You've been a big help. Louis Vasquez and uh, Sylvester Williams ripping heaters on the uh, streets of San Francisco really? before yes. the game. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, my point of my hot take, which God, I don't ever remember what it was. I started it nine minutes ago before you guys had to sit there and brainstorm. Was a ticked off John Elway is a good thing for Broncos fans. We've seen it over and over and over again since 1983. And he was ticked off as a player, and he would be able to pull off miraculous things. When he was ticked off as a general manager, he made the changes that needed to be made. He overhauled that defense. That was a defense that had Paris Lennon starting on it in Super Bowl 48. Look at the group they had two years later starting in Super Bowl 50. When John Elway is ticked, John Elway gets things done. I'm mad that John Elway's been asleep at the wheel for the last 18 to 23 months. I am. But if you're going to tell me this team needs to get fixed and I have to pick a guy to fix it, I'm taking a ticked-off John Elway. Good hot take. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was good if we could add it out the whole middle of it. Yeah. Uh, from uh, 6013, just take Vic's phone away for a day. He'll appreciate the moon. I'm, I'm not taking <laughs> pictures of the moon. I love I this. Care. That's I a great one. Moon the other That's day. a great care. one. We're going to take your phone away. You'll, then you'll appreciate uh, it. 2716, what is cooler than moon landings? Listening to sports radio while... Well, I can't finish that sentence. <laughs> yeah, you get, this is why yeah. you need to screen not, these yeah, things before you read them. One. Now we all uh, want to know while doing what. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, imagine. Something uh, with his girlfriend. Kevin says, no Vic... You miss my point. Without the moon, none of this would be here. There would be nothing, period. No radio, no hair products, no spaghetti, no Vic. Kevin, just find another moon. There's always another backup. <laughs> it doesn't you know, Saturn have like nine of them? There's always another coach. Don't worry about it. You lose this moon, you find another Thank small Thank God block. we have smart listeners. Thank then you God. Get this one. you get this one from 5058. As a scientist, I feel for you, James. I really do. Well, you know what? If you're a scientist, go listen to NPR. This is for dumb people. No. This is Sports Talk Radio. I We're like that dumb. guy. I don't want scientists listening to me every day anyway. Go listen to NPR. We want to listen to people that enjoy things outside of the moon. The moon is useless. Up next, Jared Bednar. And guess what? I'm not going to ask him questions about the stupid moon. We're talking hockey and the offsides controversy from last night's game. That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. 
Medved marches on. Save thousands on new Chevy Silverado and Colorado trucks, including heavy duties, crew cabs, 4x4s, and duallys. Medved Chevrolet has acres of trucks, all at big box prices and below market interest rates. Medved, your Colorado truck leader. Medved sells trucks. Medved sells trucks. Small business owners, it's not too early to be thinking about those year-end tax savings. A Section 179 deduction on a new vehicle can save thousands on your tax bill. Medved Chevrolet on the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 in Wheat Ridge, exit Kipling, exit Ward, but exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. Medved sells trucks. Medved sells trucks. Online at medvedchevrolet.com. Medved sells trucks. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom. You're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A big delay coming off of I-25 onto northbound I-225 with an accident clearing off the right lane at Iliff. Traffic is brought to you by Lung Cancer Foundation of America. Northbound I-25, slow and go, stop and go traffic between Castle Pines Parkway and Yale. If you or someone you know has lung cancer, the Bonnie J. Adario Lung Cancer Foundation can help. Text LUNGS to 50555 to help fund the research needed to find a cure. Go to Lung Cancer Foundation. Org for more. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. They're still talking. What could possibly be the discussion? I guess I don't know. Here we go. Let's listen in downstairs to Tim Peel. After video review, it has been determined that the play was onside. Therefore, we have a goal. That is the worst call in the history of the National Hockey League. That is the worst call in the history of the league. I can't understand it. Every replay I saw had it offside. Eric Johnson is livid. Every single replay had it offside. (laughs) Mosier, man. Mosier. You know what? I had a, I had the same reaction watching at home, but upon further review, 
It was the right call. It was a bang-bang play, a microscopic look at that play, but there's no denying it turned out to be the right call. It led to the second goal of the game for the Sabres, a 2-1 lead going into the third, and uh, they end up winning the game last night 4-2. We welcome the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, as we do every Wednesday morning on Altitude 950. Coach Bednar, uh, you obviously reviewed it at first First look, you got a coach's challenge on it like we all did. We thought it was an obvious offside, but upon reviewing it, was it the right call in your eyes? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. The, like, the puck obviously comes out of the zone at the blue line, and then the determining couple things you got to look at then is when when do they touch it? Does the, does the guy that put it back in, does it ride his stick over the blue line or just onto the blue line? And um, if he just kind of like one touches it back in the zone, are the other two players out of the zone before he's in the zone for that tag up rule? So I think I think it was the right call. It came out of the zone, but yeah. it looks like it's hard to say that it rides his stick over the blue paint while he's chipping it. And then I think the other guys get on before get on side before he crosses the blue line. Looks like his. Uh, toe of his left skate is good while uh, the, the the widest player on the ice is tagging it. So it's the right call, you know. And for, I guess for me, it's it, it's a, the time of the goal we gave up and how we gave it up was bothersome to me because it was two or three turnovers in our own zone in the last minute of the period or, you know, last minute of the half of the period. Our penalty kill was doing a good job. So, you know, we thought we'd take a shot at it and and challenge it and see if we could get into the intermission even there. Well, you have to challenge it. There's no denying it because the naked eye looks off sides. But that's what's crazy uh, about review now. It's such a bang-bang play. All of that you described, everything you just said, the fact that he touched up and they tagged up, all of that happened in a span of one second. That's how quick that was. And there's no way the human eye can ascertain all of that. You need to go to review and that's what's crazy about it. It's gonna, I guarantee you this, Coach, there's going to be four or five more calls just like that before the end of the season. It is what it is, correct? Yeah, I agree with you. Yep, because there's already been, like, we've already been, you know, uh, I don't know, that's probably three really close, questionable ones. And, you know, that's that's the way it goes. And because and, there's, so, there's so many different aspects to the rule tagging up. Is it possession? Is it not possession? You, you know, you can... You, you can't put yourself offside if it's possession. You know, there's different aspects to it, and the and you start backing up the reviews um, on the bench, and, and you're supposed to have about 30 seconds to make the decision. And sometimes you don't even get to all of them. You just got to make a judgment call, and either either depend on your penalty kill if you're going to make the call, or if you really think it's you know sometimes you just got to take a chance and, and hope it rewards your team. And um, we, we really like, we liked our penalty kill here at home on, on the stand. And, you know, those guys are doing a really good job on it. And, you know, so on that one, especially when it comes out, we're going to, we were going to take the chance and we, we had the wrong call, but the guys did a good job picking up our team and, and getting that penalty killed and, and giving us a chance to move on and fight for, for the rest of their period. Coach, I think it's more than just a coincidence, the fact that you struggled uh, here on this homestand without the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Um, how costly was his absence, and is that a that a valid excuse to drop games without him? Well, 
that's a tough question. I mean, we miss him. There's no question. There's, I mean, he, he, he's our leading minute forward, um, because he plays both plays both special teams and, and plays in our top line. And, you know, he's a trusted guy defensively. So when games are tight and you're up, you, uh, you, you need him on the ice. And when you're down, you need him on the ice. So there's, you know, he's, he's a big piece of it. And, and it's not just to go on, on, the line with McKinnon and Ranton and it, what it does is it slots the next guy on their line that, that becomes a good line and, and so on. So it has a trickle down effect there. So, uh, we miss him. You know, it's, it's, it's no excuse to lose without him because I think you, if you look at the games on this road trip on, on this homestand, we, we, we just didn't play the way we were capable of playing. Like we've played better hockey, you know, for the, over the course of the season, um, we weren't as resilient as we needed to be. We, we kind of handed, uh, we, we beat ourselves, and, and we're getting to the point in the year, you see that a little bit early in the year, um, that where teams will beat themselves and make a lot of mistakes, and then, you, you know, teams have to grow out of that, and we kind of took a step backward. That's why yesterday we talked to, I was confident going into yesterday's game because we'd been talking about the process and playing our game, and Focusing on what we can control and, and, and our commitment and our urgency and, and our attitude and, and make sure that we're communicating on the ice. And we didn't do a great job of it last night. I don't, I don't think we deserve to win that hockey game. Coach, how do you convince the fans that this year's different from last year? Because this is when it happened last year. This is when the spiral first started and you could never uh, recover. Uh, why is this year different? Why will you rebound from this? Yeah, well... I guess you have to look at what we've been through this year already, and we lost three in a row um, earlier in the year. And then, you know, there was some of that talk that we were going to be a similar team to last year and whatnot, and everyone kind of has this, you know, in in some of the standings, things that's where we're going to finish, and, um, rankings. And, and we bounced back from that three in a row uh early in the year and I think we won um, three or four and then got a tie so we had points in four or five following that so that gives me confidence in our team um, how do we how do we convince people I think you just got to keep proving it every day um, you know like we don't feel good about where our game wasn't was in this homestand at all I think we all know that we're capable of more we're kind of like a disconnected group on the ice Um over this stretch, when it gets too individualized, we're not as good of a team. Like I think we're, uh, you know, a better team than the sum of the individual parts. Like when we come together, we we seem to come together really well and play real well. And we just got to get back to that as coaches. We got to remind them of that. We got to keep teaching them and showing them. And then as players, there's a there's a responsibility that I think that our resiliency and, and um you know, just the overall urgency of our game can, can go up and we can communicate more to help prevent some of the mistakes that we're making. Yeah, and last year, I think the, the subtle difference is you noticed last year, you lose EJ and he was lost for a long time. Okay, it's it's not like he came back. You're getting Gabriel Landeskog back. I mean, he was gone four games. I know it's a tough road trip you're facing, 
but you're getting that energy back on the ice. So I think the one thing for you, and you'll acknowledge this, you just want to make sure your players don't get into that woe is me approach to every game. Like, here we go again. They got to stay up. You got to keep up. And that's, that's what the coaches do. Yeah. And you can, you can't get frustrated, you know, and, and, um, you know, there was stretches over this homestand that I really liked their game. Uh, uh, catch-up hockey is losing hockey, though, and we did not have very good starts on, on this uh, homestand at all. We we kind of waded into games. Our energy was down, and then, um, but we had a couple games where where we where we played pretty good beyond the first period. One was Jersey. The the problem with some of those games is we gave up the home run mistake. You know, like the, we gave up the big mistake, and it cost us. And, if, if you're not making that big mistake and you're not beating yourselves, then I think that, you know, we can dig in around some mistakes on the ice and, and, and everyone can cover those those up. Um, you know, last night, again, we kind of had a couple big ones that, that we handed them easy goals. And, and like I said, at this time of the year, the way, like, all the teams are tightening up, uh, you know, and, and at times us included, and, and you, you just can't, you can't give them the easy ones. You got to make them earn everything they get because you know on the other side of it you're going to have to. Anything drive a coach crazier than a shorty giving up a shorthander? Because you've given up four of them this season. I just want to, what goes through your head when you see that? Oh, the shorties are, are killers, and it, the, the fact that it was like you know we knew about our starts and we were aware of it. It, it was the first goal of the game too, so it got us chasing. We answered back. And, uh, you know, and then, then we had the turnover at the end of the second too. So, I mean, yeah, that's, those are tough ones. You know, I, I think our, our power play did a good job responding and, and uh, banging a couple goals home later on. You know, it's just, it's just, it's one play and you, it, it, it's a young, both those mistakes last night were made by real young players, real good players for us. And, you know, that's one thing we got to remember that we got to we got to stay positive with these guys because they are young guys, and we're trying to develop them on the fly. Um, but some of those mistakes are costly, and, and, and even as young players, they, those guys are playing prominent roles for us because they deserve it because they're good players and they mm-hmm. will be in the future. And, and uh, we got to be patient with them a little bit here because we're only a couple months into the season. This it's a long season, so. Um, we got to learn from our mistakes and move forward with it. Well, one other positive that has emerged the last couple of weeks, Nathan McKinnon is playing out of his mind. Did he find something, or was it there all along, and now he's just getting the breaks? No, he's found something. You know, it's it, the, obviously the talent's been there all along, I think. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, as the, the, game, the game, it's so much mental. Like, the, it, it's... We didn't become bad players or, um, you know, overnight here on, on this road trip. The guys have the ability to get it done. You know, we're just, we're going through a little bit of, of a funk right now. That's the best way you could put it. And we have to try to put a stop to it. And on the other side of it, when you're confident and you've done the work and you've done the preparation, you, you know, you, you know, good things are going to happen. And that's how you keep your confidence. And, and that's what Nate does. He's, uh, He's a really hard worker off season, in season, game days, practice days, in the gym, on the ice. I mean, this guy's relentless. And that, that's what, 
you know, in my opinion, that's what gives you the confidence when you prepare like that and you're ready to go. And um, a little pro- uh, part of, of Nate's thing is I just think he's handled the the on-ice frustrations of, you know, a bad shift or a bad play and just turning the page and getting on to the next shift. And, and when you do that too, then, you, then you, when you have a short-term memory like that, you're always feeling good about it and, and trying to be a difference maker every shift. And, and that's where he's become way more consistent and, and you know, in turn more dangerous or, or more productive, I should say, uh, because there's less shifts off and there's less frustration building in those games. Well, your captain locked and loaded for this uh, four-game road trip. Tampa tomorrow night, Florida Saturday night, then back-to-backs, Pittsburgh, Washington. Coach, won't be easy, but uh, best of luck. <laughs> best of luck to you, my friend. We'll talk <laughs> yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thank Take you. care. That is Jared Bednar, head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. And give him full credit. He, you know, he looked at the, the video review, as we all did, and it was such a quick bang-bang play. He acknowledges, man, it was the right call. The right call. Now, I understand wholeheartedly why you had to challenge it. Of course you challenge it during the game. Hell yeah, you do. But it was the right call. Just sucks. Sucks to go back and see it actually turn out to be the right call. And it's funny how just one little play like that can change all the momentum in the game, but it did. All right, coaches in the books. Don't forget, coming up later in the show at 8.15, the manager of your Colorado Rockies, Buddy Black. Not Buddy Bell, Buddy Black. I'm going to try to get it right today. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Hello, homeowners. You like that house, don't you? But you need to sell. For whatever reason, you need to get out. Well, you can call my boy Trey Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent in town who will sell your house at a price and a time you agree on or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive system for marketing these homes. It's been proven to get his clients the most money. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. There's no obligation. There's no high pressure. There's no risk. If you change your mind, you're unhappy. Troy lets you out of the contract free and clear. Again, 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Come on down on December 9th between 2.30 and 4 p.m. I'll be there signing autographs, hanging out, bring your favorite jerseys, footballs. We'll also have signed footballs available for purchase. You can also pick up your 2018 Broncos cheerleader calendars. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Meet Riley Dixon at Colorado Off-Road, located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. 
The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Watch for slowing coming off I-25 onto northbound I-225 where there is an accident causing slowing at ILIF. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Northbound I-25, slow and go, stop and go from about Ridgegate Parkway, making your approach there all the way up through to just past Hamden. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I want to thank the head coach, Jared Bednar, for joining us as he does every Wednesday. Win, lose, shine, rain, doesn't matter. If the moon didn't exist, he'd still be with us. He gets it. Radio's more important than the moon. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not going to be a keeb while you're Crabtree. And just trying to get me mad. I'm not you think doing I'm trying it. to yank your chain? Is that uh, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not taking the bait. Well, you take whatever bait you want. I mean, I think the world is spoken. People yeah. are listening to this radio show. They're not outside staring at the moon. The that world shows you. has spoken. And via the text line from what you guys have read, because you've banned me from looking at it for my own <laughs> mental health. <laughs> um, that story gets twisted. <laughs> Uh, based on the texts that have come in, uh, they all agree with me, well, and we have intelligent people who listen to this show. That's fine. You can live in the past. You can live on – it's a, a huge myth that we have so much interest in the moon. My life would be the same if I didn't watch – what's that guy's name? Is it Lance Armstrong on the moon? Is that the guy? Neil Armstrong. You got the last <laughs> I know. name right. I know, dude. It's a my, joke. I know. But my, my point to Manchester is there's plenty of text supporting you and I. You just knew he wasn't in a very good mood, so you were trying to keep him happy. 
Poke the bear, baby. I understand we have a phone call because don't forget we've got the manager of the Rockies coming up here in about 20 minutes, Bud Black. We have somebody on the line that wants to talk Rockies. Oh, this comes out of nowhere. How you doing? Who is this? Who, who am I speaking Kyle, to? Kyle, right you're now? talking to Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, how are you, Kyle? Kyle from Littleton. How you doing, boys? Good, thanks. What uh, Good. gives us the pleasure uh, of taking your phone call? Uh, you know what? I've been listening to all four of you for the past year, and yeah. uh, to be honest with you guys. I am not a morning person, so all of you guys make my morning better. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kyle. Much. Kyle, that yeah. is very nice of you to say. <laughs> Tell a friend or a thousand, because uh, uh, we need the ratings. They're going up. We need more of them. <clears throat> well, good. Zach, I'm going to do my job out here, and as long as you guys do your job in there, it's all good in the neighborhood, my man. Um, look, uh, first off, I, I, I love Colorado. I'm, I'm from here. Um, all my family is from Chicago, though, so I am, you know, Blackhawks. Chicago Bears. Uh, Another one of those. Please, yeah. please pray for me. Um, Another one of those. But you know what? Uh, Buffalo fan, uh, and I, I am a Rocky fan. I, I have to say I'm a Rocky fan. I hard well, Rocky wait, wait, fan. Hold, hold on a second, black. Kyle. You're all over the place right now. What, what, what's it going to be? Chicago, well, Buffalo, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way, Zick. Uh, sports is sports. It doesn't matter where you're from. It's all good. Um, I love I love sports. It doesn't matter what sport. The only sport okay. I can't stand is is soccer. To be honest with you, um, We're but right um, Bud Black, um, I know it's football season, but uh, for my Chicago Bears and for your Denver Broncos, season's over. It's done. It's 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 over. Let's start talking real sports. Let's start talking hockey. Let's start talking baseball. Charlie Blackman, Nolan Arenado, two of the best players of all time, at least here in Colorado, in my opinion. Um, I think Arenado has the ability to best, be the best third baseman ever, um, mm-hmm. and that goes a lot. You know, we, we've had a lot of good third basemen here in Colorado and around the world, but you know what? Bob Black, him coming here is going to change. We are going to get a World Series. I'm thinking within three years. What do you, what do you three think? I think they're moving in the right direction. Let me ask you, Kyle, because we're going to talk to Bud here in a few minutes. What What do you want to know from Bud? What What do you want me to ask Bud Black today? I want to ask him if the Gray Wolf is going to be the guy here. We need somebody here in Colorado um, to be the one. You know, you got Clayton Kershaw in L.A. You got a couple yeah. other guys around the league. We need somebody that can walk down the street and it's just going to be pummeled with fans and autographs. Can I get your picture? And can I get this? And can I get that? We need John Gray to be the guy. Not to put a lot of pressure on. I mean, let's face it, boys. It's only sports. It's only a game. But it's fun. And it gets people like us four, us five, by. We love sports. It's our life. We enjoy it. We need somebody. We need a hero here. We need a hero. We have Patrick Waugh. We had John Elway back in the day. We had Peyton Manning. We've had Colorado has had some great, great, great players. We need somebody in the baseball world, and I know it's Arenado. Don't get me wrong, but we need pitching. You know, pitching right. is the the stupid talk here in Colorado, yeah. and it it pisses me off to be honest with you. All right, thanks for the call, Kyle. Appreciate it. Uh, Kyle, um, a fan of every team, apparently. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. A few things on what Kyle had to say, because I, I did want to talk about this. I had about a 15-minute conversation with Jeff Breidich last night, and it was for you a... Wow. Yeah, name yeah. dropper. It was for a uh, a story I'm working on for Mile High Sports Magazine. He's been named uh, the executive of the year. 
And I talked to Jeff Breidich, and I asked Jeff Breidich point blank, point blank last night on the phone. I said, Jeff, do you want to win a World Series in the foreseeable future, and is that a goal for you guys, or does that put too much pressure on you and your players? And he said, no, that does not put too much pressure on us at all. We absolutely 100% want to win a World Series in the next few years, and that is our goal. And so when the GM of the Rockies tells me that, that tells me that that is what the culture is right now at 20th and Blake. It's a welcome change from a losing culture for a long time. But we owe Jeff Breidich a lot of credit, and I actually apologized to Jeff Breidich last night. I did. I told him I was sorry for being unfair to him when he was first hired because I called him Jeff O'Dowd. I called him Little Mini O'Dowd. You're going to be apologizing to, apologizing to a lot of people yeah. in town. Here, hope you're getting used to that. Yeah, get in line. Well, who else? What I was talking about you. You're Mr. Irrational from the get-go. Somebody okay, well, if you'd actually let me finish my sentence, I'd tell you why. <laughs> I didn't give Jeff Breidich a chance, Vic. Nope, you didn't. I didn't give him a chance, and he proved me wrong. I gave Vance Joseph a chance. I ain't apologizing to Vance Joseph anytime soon. I didn't soon. give Vance Joseph a, a chance, but I just was right. Yeah, you were. But I, I didn't give Jeff Breidich a chance, and he proved me wrong. I will share more of that conversation as the show goes on, but I thought it was very curious that he didn't hide behind the fact that the Colorado Rockies expect to win a World yeah, Series during his time as GM. Seriously, in all honesty. Do you think Dan O'Dowd asking, would have said that, Vic? You're asking a general manager of a team that just made a playoff appearance, albeit one game, what are your expectations? What's he supposed to say? We want to go to the moon? Dick Monford's infamous for saying he wanted to make the playoffs two out of every five years. At least Breidich has a has the backbone to say he wants to win a World Series. That's okay, a, I'll give you that. I'm saying that's a change of no, culture good. with the Rockies. Remi- I'm trying to compliment them, and you're still picking on it me. It reminds me of 1961 at Rice University yeah. when John Fitzgerald Kennedy got in front of that audience and said, we're going to put a man on the moon within this decade. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Right? All, yeah. You hey, have to set honesty, the standard. I know we're debating this, all right, and we can debate this every morning. What do you think Jeff Breidich would rather do? If you approach Jeff Breidich, <laughs> and you spoke to him for 15 minutes last night, HW, if you pose the following Jeff. question, if you pose the following question, hey, Jeff, would you rather visit the moon or win the World Series? What do you think he'd say? Win the World Series, it's not even close. Hands down. Well, I mean, no, so, so let's end this stupid debate. Nobody it's wants to be debate. the 13th man on the moon. So this Who is the, cares? it's overrated, clearly. Oh, if you asked God. Vic Lombardi today, Vic, would you rather dunk a basketball or visit the moon? No brainer. Okay, it's so, over. By the it's way, over. I'm the only one who hasn't gone third person on this show this week. I think even Marty O was calling himself Marty during the sugar fix. Yeah. I mean, you guys, good grief. But it's just pretty clear to us, this is a sports talk radio show. If you want to get all scientific, <laughs> go go to NPR. Just, I mean, go across the, don't we have like eight other radio stations here? What are these other stations doing? We tell you this like at least twice a week. What are they doing? We have three other music stations. They're not talking about the moon on Cool, The Wolf, or Mix. They're not talking about the moon. By the way, Vic, I know we have to reset here, but I got some insight from Jeff, too, on their uh, (laughs) their strategy this offseason. I want to share it with you guys. You do? Jeff to you now. What, is he Mr. Breidich? I don't know. Just, you know, I got some info, some insight from Jeff. Let's reset the show. Bud Black's coming up. Yeah, me and Buddy, we're on a first name basis. As long as I don't have to, as long as I don't have to introduce him by his last name, I'm fine. Me and Bud at 8.15, Adam Morris at 9 o'clock. You got the Vic Lombardi show back in about 45 seconds. 
950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are on the road as they take on the Pelicans in New Orleans. Tip-offs at 6 o'clock with a pregame show getting away at 5.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Coach, how do you convince the fans that this year's different from last year? Because this is when it happened last year. This is when the spiral first started and you could never uh, recover. Uh, why is this year different? Why will you rebound from this? We bounced back from that three in a row uh, early in the year, and I think we won um, three or four and then got a tie, so we had points in four or five following that. So that gives me confidence in our team. Jared Bednar, a few minutes ago here on the uh, Nick Lombardi show, I, I thought the best part of that entire segment was the first part <laughs> when Moj just lost his mind. Yeah, that was great. The worst yeah, call just, in NHL history. Yeah. That this is the is, worst yeah. call in the history of the league. <laughs> you know, uh, how would you how would you qualify Kyle's call? We don't take many calls on this show, but how would you describe Kyle's call there in the last segment? Well, that Kyle. is the worst call in the history of the league. <laughs> well, I was going to be nice to Kyle because he was nice to us, but okay. We're just screwing with you, Kyle. Um, all right. I'm not even going to get to the text line. I want to get to what we started the show with. The Elway comments that he made on the Bronco-owned radio station yesterday. We've been waiting for this. Let's hear from the boss, right? Aqib Tlaib, I asked him yesterday, who's the boss? He said John Elway. The boss says he's embarrassed. The boss says no coaching changes this season. Doesn't mean he's not going to make them after the season. None during the season. But he's embarrassed, and he's going to fix it. All right? What part of that, does it rile you up? Does it give you hope? What does it do? How do you react viscerally to those statements? Oh, I'm I'm filled with hope. Uh, that, that gets me fired up. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, I wanted to see ticked off John Elway. Because ticked off John Elway gets stuff done. There are certain people, and, and we, any, anybody who's played sports, you all know the guy, When if you can get in his head and get him mad, he unravels. And then there's also the guy you're like, don't get him mad, because when you get him mad, all of a sudden he's just going to bury you. Uh-huh. And that's how Elway was as a player. And I think I think people forget that, especially back in the old uniform days, kind of before they were a great team. And you you could tell the first time they did a close up on Elway, and you look, you saw his face, and you saw his eyes. You could tell if he was going to have a good game or not. And that's why I brought up the Winston Moss game. He was playing like garbage in that game. And then Winston Moss shoved him out of bounds, pushed him under the Raider bench. The light switch flipped, and you were like, "Well, that was dumb of you, Raiders, because now you're toast." And sure enough, Elway let a comeback. You, you, you know, throwing the ball to Arthur Marshall and guys like that. Um, and, and and to me, the switch has flipped. Right? I think John Elway had been coasting since they won a Super Bowl. I think John Elway had been reading his press clippings. I think John Elway thought anything he did, anything he touched, would turn to gold. And now he realizes, oh, that's not the case, and now he's going to fix it. John Elway doesn't like being 3-9. and nine. John Elway doesn't like losing eight games in a row. It's not about the money. It's not about the title. It's not about power. It's about winning. And John Elway ticked off is the yeah. guy I want to fix this mess. That's you know what, what I, I want. found out. You know what I found out, too? Le- yesterday, late 
yesterday afternoon. I hit the streets of North Denver with EZE for our weekly Let's Talk Football segment. And I put the microphone in EZE's hands and had him interview Bronco fans. Just sat outside of Safeway, North Denver. And EZE asked Bronco fans, what do you think is wrong with this team? Do you know what about, I'd say eight out of ten of them had to say? Eight out of ten of these people, long-time Bronco fans, loyal Bronco fans, they all put the blame on Elway mm. and mad at Elway. Some of them want Elway dismissed. Goes against what you wrote for your column this morning, Will. And I'm sitting there watching these interviews. I'm like, wow, you know, maybe maybe we're too sheltered and out of touch. Well, but no. folks are mad. No, dude, and I get why they're mad. And you know what? I call him Teflon John for a reason, so it actually... It makes me feel good that people are mad at him. They should be mad at him. He's done a crappy job the last year and a half. He has. The quarterback situation going into last year was the height of irresponsibility. It was a joke. It's why I was so mad and why I scream about the Dead Valley Minions and all that because nobody called him out on it. It was a joke. People should be mad at him. But to want John Elway fired is lacking perspective. Mm-hmm. It's lacking any memory of where this team was when he and – and Pat Bolin did the high five at Elway's restaurant. Where this team was at that point and how quickly it got turned around. It, it's lacking the perspective of where this franchise was after Super Bowl 48 mm-hmm. and how quickly he so, fixed the problem. I'm glad you're saying this, James, because, you know, you've been very critical, somewhat overly critical at times. But 100% justified. But I, I, that's where I'm going. I'm going down this road right now. I think this is almost like fandom, right? And, and I say this all the time. I give this speech all the time. True fans can cheer a team and criticize a team equally. That's a fan. And that extends to the people who run teams. And I think you had this right all along, James. You were very critical of Elway's moves even before we saw them out. And a lot of people, me included, said, what are you talking about? Look at his track record. Well, you can be critical. True fans are critical. It doesn't mean that you have to be against him all the time because you're, you're right. He's, he's responsible for this nine-game loss, eight-game losing streak, he's also the best fit to fix it. I wouldn't exactly. want any other person to fix it but him. Without a doubt. So all these people, oh, let's fire him, fire him, fire him. Who you want to bring in? Right. Who's, who are you going to replace him with? Right? Like, I, I, I don't want Vance Joseph back as the head coach next year. And I can come up with five guys off the top of my head that I think would be better at that job. I defy you to come up with someone who would be better to be the Broncos GM in terms of track record of getting it done, in terms of passion to win, and in terms of love of that franchise. Find me one. Find well, me here's, one. Other here's than maybe me. Here's a text. James, this is from Chris in Fort Fun. Our text line, 30933. James, the one problem is that since 83, when Elway was ticked off, he always had a Hall of Fame quarterback at his disposal, himself or Manning. What will being mad get him at quarterback this time around? No, and I think he's right. I, I think that's a fair text. In, in you know, when you're on the field and you get ticked, you can go solve the problem. Uh, it, when you're the quarterback, especially. And he went and got Manning, and I, you know, that's that's hard to pull off. I've said that a lot on this show. Is he can't just you know walk across Sloan's Lake and and find one. But I have a Enough feeling. Enough with Sloan's Lake references. I doubt he's ever even been there. I guarantee you I'll uh, talk to John today. He probably doesn't even know where Sloan's Lake's located, I, let alone Berkeley or Rocky Mountain. Let, Do something on the other side of town. Maybe like Cherry Creek Reservoir. Let me put it to you this way. I would have liked to have ticked off John Elway trying to recruit Tony Romo than 
reading his own press clippings, John Elway, trying to recruit Tony Romo. Well, and this is what I want to get to. Don't you think John Elway can pull a rabbit out of his hat this offseason because he's ticked off? He has a better chance of it. Thank you. Yes, So that's why when I suggest these hypothetical trades that you guys laugh at, John Elway knows not he needs to pull a rabbit out of his hat no. this yeah. offseason. Yeah, your, your hypothetical is silly. That's almost as hypothetical as me. Uh, wanting to visit the moon. I mean, that's stupid. Ticked off John Elway lowballs Calais Campbell. Ticked off jo- uh, or, or doesn't, doesn't lowball low him. Yes. Ticked off John Elway offers Peyton Manning the most guaranteed money when he can't even throw a football because easy, he's like. Right, but take take it easy a little bit because you're talking about. Remember, we've we've hit this topic. Money spent out of this group. It's not as easy as you think it is. I get if it. you cut to leave and ditch DT's contract, you're going to have over $40 million. Ticked, ticked off John Elway. But being ticked off, the way you're described, being ticked off doesn't mean all of a sudden you're you're spending money like a drunken sailor. Yeah, I, that's I get not, it. That's not being ticked off. Ticked off John Elway has a better chance of getting Joe Ellis to loosen the purse strings. Right? There's all sorts of way for ticked off John Elway to get his message out to people. And, and to have it known what he wants to go do and to force the issue. I don't think he's just going to be able to pull a rabbit out of his hat because he's John Elway. I don't. But if he needs to overspend a little bit to convince He did Kirk after Cousin. Super Bowl 48 when he was ticked off. He brought in Aqib Tlaib, DeMarcus Ware, and TJ Ward. If it's, you know what, uh, Baker Mayfield's my guy and I'm going to wheel and deal on draft day to get my guy. Whatever it is, whatever he decides this is the solution, ticked off John Elway has a much better chance of pulling it off. He didn't win every game when he was ticked either, but when I'm sitting there watching it or I'm sitting in the stands, I loved my chances once John got that look in his eye. Let me ask you a question. You're a lifelong Bronco fan. You're obviously very passionate. Would you rather have the Broncos win another Super Bowl next year or visit the moon? The moon. I've, I've, I've done the Super Bowl yeah, thing. You don't, you shouldn't be on the show then. Hey, coming up next, I, I don't know how this interview is going to work. I'm not sure how he will receive me. Uh, because the last time we visited, last time I spoke to him, I misidentified him twice. I called him Buddy Bell twice. The first time in, was okay. The yes. second time, wow, that was egregious. In a live sideline television interview during a Nuggets game, I referred to Bud Black, manager of the Rockies, as Buddy Bell twice. So the fact that he's joining us, what a man he is for this. Perhaps delay it on me. I don't know. We're going to talk Rockies. I have a lot of questions about the Rockies. It's been a very quiet, hot stove league so far. Not much noise out of the Rockies. We'll hear if they have anything in store, what they have planned with the skipper. Coming up next on Altitude 950. It's hard to believe that the calendar already reads December. And you know what that means? It's time to start thinking about how you can start the new year off right with extra money in your pockets. I'm talking anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month and maybe even delaying up to two months' worth of mortgage payments. The time to refinance is now as rates remain low, but the Fed is meeting in a couple of weeks, so we may be seeing a slight increase before the year's end. So start today. It just takes a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage experts at American Financing. They can identify ways to cut back on your mortgage payment or ways to get rid of your higher interest debt. I know some of you are spoiling your loved ones with holiday gifts, so don't delay on paying off those high-interest credit cards. Get the financial guidance you need for a successful 2018. There are no upfront fees, and you can even close in as fast as 10 days. What are you waiting for? Call my friends at American Financing, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, American Financing. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. 
Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers, changing lives. Sam's number three restaurants. The handheld chicken. I'm going to do a smothered burrito. I'm going to have the honey smoked salmon benedict. Anyone can pick something off the menu here. Sam's number three. Great. The food's delicious. Huge portions. I've been coming here for over 35 years. Because uh, the green chili's the bomb every time. It's more like home. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker. In Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale and downtown 15th and Curtis. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Be expecting slow and go, stop and go traffic if you're traveling on northbound I-25 anywhere between Lincoln Avenue and Colorado Boulevard. Traffic is brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's a stall. Watch for this hazard on southbound I-25. It is routed around Emerson. Southbound is running slow between Broadway and Hamden. If you get caught drinking and driving, your social life stops, but your friend's social lives won't. Visit ultimatepartyfoul.org to make sure you don't get left behind. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Broadcasting live on the AM dial, Altitude 950, also on Periscope at Altitude 950. Got a new uh, iPad set up for the Periscope feed, so it's like upgraded today. No longer, no longer holding Marty O's iPhone hostage. So, um, we're waiting on Bud Black. Now, Will, you're, you're like best buds with Jeff Breidich, right? You guys are like on a first name basis. I, again, I don't know what I'm supposed to call him. I call him Jeff and both you and James just crack up. I really that. enjoyed your interview with Jared earlier. Uh, Vic, that was, that was cool. So you and Breidich. Okay, but Jared, you can call him Coach Bednar. Yeah. What am I supposed to call him? GM Breidich? I just call him Me Breidich. And... Okay. So you and Jeff are on this first name basis. You spoke last night for a good 15 minutes. <laughs> We're due to visit with, uh, Bud. Bud Black's calling us right now, by the way, Vic. So okay. we'll, we'll have him here in just a second. All right. So Bud's going to be on the line. I will call him Bud. I will try not to call him by last name. The reason why is because of what happened at a Nuggets game last week. Working the sideline angle. And I hate the sideline angle, mind you. Because you can't get into an in-depth interview during a game. Nobody wants to hear you interview anybody during They want to watch the damn game. Okay, that's the truth. But whatever. So I'm interviewing Bud Black on the sideline. And I have a brain freeze. Happens all the time. I'm an old man. And I refer to him by the name of another former Rocky skipper. And it went something like this. Thanks, guys. Here with a special guest. You might recognize him from his uh, baseball days. He's now the manager of the Colorado Rockies. Buddy Bell, how you doing, my friend? But I'm doing well. Uh, I like the fact that we're back in this ball game. Not calling Buddy Black. It's Buddy Bell. You, uh, Buddy Black. Yeah, there you go, Vic. Yeah. 
God, that is so bad. It is cringeworthy bad. I mean, it is so bad that I, I don't even want to do this interview, but I'm going to do it just because I respect the man so much for coming on this show after butchering his name. Ladies and gentlemen, the manager of your Colorado Rockies, Buddy. We'll leave it at that. How you doing, Buddy? Mark, I'm doing well. Great <laughs> to talk with you this morning. Oh, man, I'm never going to live that one down. I'm just not. And I give you all credit in the world for going on and just ignoring it like, hey, this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm just going to continue on i'm not gonna i'm not gonna correct him publicly so i appreciate that hey listen uh you've been in this business a long time i have too uh listen when i've uh you know i'll be giving a post-game interview or talking to somebody and i know right away i make a mistake i just keep going too yeah i just hope well. maybe people miss it yeah hey no worries Vic. no worries so- so, Bud, what have you been up to this offseason? Um, you were a breath of fresh air for this team, this franchise, and I don't know what you do in the offseason. Do you spend most of it here? Are you uh, in a warmer place? What do you do? Well, I bounce back and forth between San Diego uh, and here. Uh, I've been in San Diego even my last days as a as a player. I sort of put down roots in San Diego. So I've been in San Diego uh, in the offseason for, you know, roughly uh, 25 years. So, uh, you know, there's still uh, baseball doesn't turn off. You know, I know that uh, for our front office and our baseball ops crew, this is sort of the on season for them in a lot of ways, you know, trying to get our, you know, roster constructed, get players signed up, get staffing, uh, both major league and minor league staffing in place. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of business to be done in the off season on the baseball side, and I'm a part of that. Uh, Obviously, you know, our big chunk is, uh, you know, from February to October. But, you know, I'll head back to San Diego, uh, unwind a little bit, but but stay active with uh, with our group up here in Denver. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I'll relax, but, uh, you know, sort of, you know, still prepare for 2018. Yeah, that was my next question, I guess. Your work, working relationship with Jeff Breidich and his crew, do you come up with a wish list of sorts and, and present it to him? How does that operate? Well, you know, it's sort of an ongoing list as we, as even as we work through the season, you know, we know, uh, you know, we know our players, we know our team, uh, you know, we work through trying to improve it in all ways. Uh, as we hit the off season, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a, a list of, of things that we feel we need to do on the player side, uh, whether it's, you know, position player, whether it's pitching. So we're continually working through that, and it's always fluid uh, because, uh, you know, I've learned in this game the market's always fluid. You never know what might pop up. Uh, you know, 30 teams are trying to do their thing, and and a lot of times in regards to a trade, there's a fit. Uh, a lot of times in free agency, there's a fit. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, a player will pop up that, uh, you know, makes sense for us, So and we'll act on it. So you always got to be ready. When do you expect it to start to get active here? It's been a, a quiet off season for the Rockies. Yeah, been, uh, the hot stove hasn't been heating up. Yeah, it's been really slow, uh, Vic, for sure. I think that's you know across all thirty teams. Uh, you know, yesterday there was a, a signing by the Rangers of a left-handed pitcher, free agent Mike Miner. Uh, that really is the first real uh, signing of a guy that you know, on the market was, I think, active and, and wanted by a number of teams. So uh, I suspect uh, when we get down to Orlando uh, and the winter meetings are uh, are taking place and, and all the teams are together and GMs are together, uh, I think you, you'll probably see some action. I know that there's, 
you know, there's talks going on right now with uh, with teams and players and agents. So I suspect that next week we'll see some activity. I think once, you know, the Stanton situation has evolved and, and uh, you know, the Japanese player Otani, mm-hmm. that's resolved, I think uh, you'll see some action. Yeah, it's interesting because Jeff Breidich has already gone on the record saying that the uh, Rockies out of the running for Otani, but he's such an interesting player. Um, man, have you ever seen anything like him, by the way, who can do a little bit of well, everything? Yeah, I mean, he's, it, there's no doubt he's a talent, uh, you know, 23 years old and, uh, you know, with the ability to both swing the bat uh, at a high level and also, you know, have that arm where he's throwing, you know, upwards to, you know, 9,500 miles an hour. You know, that's a gifted player. And, uh, and we'll see if it works out. I know he was able to do it in Japan. Uh, you know, this, this game's a little bit different over here, I think, from a talent standpoint and, you know, a little bit of how the, you know, the rigors of our schedule uh, play out over the course of six months. So we'll see. I mean, there's no doubt, though, he's a talented player, and he has the, the motivation and desire to do both. Uh, so we'll see if there's a team out there that thinks it can happen. Uh, obviously, they're going to give it a try because he is such a talent. And uh, and we'll see. I mean, the two-way thing, I think, is uh, is questionable, but I'd like to see somebody try it. I know that, you know, there's been the – a few players, uh, you know, that have sort of, uh, in, a, in a very small way, tried to try to do it the last number of years. Teams have used guys in pinch hitting roles and also pitched them, uh, but it's really never been a true two way player. Yeah, a Bumgarner is the closest they've come, I think, recently. Right? <laughs> He's got some pop. Yeah, re- recently, uh, <laughs> you know, there was there was a couple other. Uh, Micah Owings was a, yeah. you know, was a was a guy that uh, dabbled in a little bit of both. Uh, Ricky Ankeel obviously came up in sure. a pitcher as a pitcher, then came and then, uh, you know, became an outfielder. But to do it simultaneously, yeah. you know, we have not really seen that. Visiting with the Rocky skipper Bud Black here, uh, just a couple specific questions about the roster and the makeup. Uh, I'm sure as a as a manager and as a guy who pitched at the highest level, you understand the value of a stopper. And Jonathan Lucroy came in and gave you a big bump. Where does that stand out? Do you want to see him back personally? Well, you know, Lucroy was was very good for us for sure. Uh, you know, we needed. Uh, I think we needed to strengthen that position uh, behind the plate. And Jonathan did a nice job. You know, especially in September, once he got to know the staff, and uh, you know, once he settled in and he and he did uh, did both a nice job with the bat and in handling our staff uh but out on the open market you know jonathan is a <clears throat> valued commodity you know we'll see uh you know we'll see how it goes but uh you know in the event that uh, luke Roy does not come back <clears throat> excuse me uh you know jeff has uh you know a couple other ideas that might uh help us behind the plate as well where will ian desmond play this season where do you plan on playing? Well, uh, you, you could see him playing a couple different positions. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of Ian, and that's one of the reasons why we signed him with, you know, his versatility moving forward in that in that five year contract. Uh, you know, last year, you know, we thought that first base might be a, a need for us uh, with our outfield situation. Uh, our outfield situation changed uh, in spring training. Uh, Ian broke his broke his broke his hand in spring training. And uh, Mark Reynolds uh, did a great job for us at first base. Uh, when Ian came back, there was a need for Ian to play play the outfield, and there he and there he was, and he was able to do it. 
he was an all-star center fielder uh, in Texas in 2016, so we felt very comfortable uh, putting him in the outfield. But, uh, you know, he could play first base. Uh, he can play He could play center. He could play left. Uh, and we even played him at shortstop one game when, you know, we wanted to give Trevor a blow. So uh, I suspect that you can see Ian move around the diamond a little bit. But I want to talk about the curious case of David Dahl, who missed all of last season with an injury. And, you know, we got to look at him two seasons ago for about a month, and he looked damn good. He's almost like a mythological figure about around these parts. We don't know what he is and what he can do. Where does that stand with that injury? Well, uh, I agree. I was looking forward to seeing David play as well because I'd heard, you know, so many good things about David from our, you know, from our group. And, uh, you know, from what I saw in the, just the, you know, the first few days of spring training, we have a very talented player. You know, it looks like he's going to be able to hit. He's got some power. He runs. He plays defense. I mean, it's a, it's a well-rounded player. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the back injury just never healed. And it was in a spot that uh, what the doctors say was, uh, you know, a, a sort of a slow healing bone situation. So uh, as it stands right now, Vic, he is uh, in Scottsdale. Uh, he's rehabbing. He feels good. Uh, he's putting on some weight. Uh, he's lifting weights. Uh, the back uh, right now is, is not presenting any problems. Uh, you know, he's doing a lot of things to get ready to be able to swing the bat in January. Uh, some of the rotational moves that uh, a ball player has to make, uh, he's progressing towards those. Uh, you know, a professional athlete, a professional baseball player at the last level, he's getting to those movements. So we feel good about his progress, and hopefully, you know, come come February, he'll be able to to get on the field and show us what he can do. But he's a very talented player. But all signs right now are pointing up for for David. First three months of the season last year, your bullpen was just tremendous, and your closer was tremendous. Comeback player of the year, but uh, your bullpen's going to take a, a hit this season. Uh, guys testing free agency. Do you have, if Greg Holland signs elsewhere, do you have anyone on this roster currently under contract that can play that closer role? Well, uh, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, if, if Greg does move on, uh, you know, we have to fill it from within. If we don't sign anybody, but... Again, we're going to try to get that done with, uh, you know, with a few guys that we have on the radar to, uh, you know, to sign. But uh, internally, we know that, uh, you know, we're hoping for a bounce back season from from Matavano. Uh He's closed games. Estevez, I thought, pitched very well late in the year. He's closed games. Uh, you know, Scott Oberg's going to be a part of that bullpen. Uh, Mike Dunn has closed games. Uh, so, you know, the guys that we have coming back, Ottavano, Dunn, Russin, uh, Oberg, Estevez, uh, you know, a starter who doesn't make the rotation could could get into our bullpen. But, uh, you know, we're going to try to get some things done here in the wintertime, Vic, to help shore up our pen. Whether we get a, a, a true closer, we don't know. But, uh, you know, we'll have somebody back there that we feel good about. You know, somebody uh, called in the show about 30 minutes ago and wanted to know about John Gray and whether or not he can establish himself as a true ace. And uh, we all watched the playoff game, but those are the the building steps you have to take, I guess. You know, you have to feel defeat in, in high-pressure situations. How much good do you think that game may have done him on the way to becoming an ace of this team? Well, I, I think that, you know, any experience is a good one uh, as you go through it in, in professional sports as you keep – you know, accumulating, you know, years uh, of, of of playing this game. Uh, you know, that game, John will look back and realize how he felt not only, 
you know, physically but mentally. And, you know, there are, you know, there are steps to take to become, you know, a, a great major league pitcher. Uh, and and you look for, you know, those guys who are, you know, who are consistent and pass the test of time. Uh, you know, look at what happened to you, Darvish, this year in the playoffs. He had, he had rough starts. Uh, Kershaw had a couple rough starts. So rough starts are going to happen. But I do know this. John will gain from that experience. He'll gain from that ball game, as will our other guys uh, who pitched through September, you know, in a, in a playoff race and, a, and, a, and being in contention. Uh, these are the type of situations where players grow. And I suspect that John, as, as we get into 18 and we get into 19, John will solidify himself as a very, very good major league pitcher. Well, we can go on and on about specific players and issues, but, you know, the, the roster is forming here in the next three months. It'll change. Uh, spring training is going to be fun again because you just don't know what you have until you show up, really, as a manager. Um, I, I do have to ask you this, though. Is there still an outside chance cargo returns? Do we know anything yet there in that respect? Well, that's a that's a that's a fair question. Uh, you know, you know, it's you know, I'm not going to rule anything out. I, I'm really not. I think Jeff and his guys are a little closer to that situation. Uh, but like I said, everything is fluid uh, as you get into this time of year. A lot of things can change. Uh, you know, that's going to be something for Cargo to think about, too, uh, you know, whether he wants to come back. But, uh, you know, I've, I'm not going to rule anything out in regards to any player uh, because I've really seen a lot of things happen during the course of the winter where you, you just didn't know how it was going to play out. So, you know, let's just see what happens. I know that uh, the next month or so uh, there's going to be a lot of action. There's going to be a lot of activity. Uh, you know, players will be on the move. And who knows, some players might stay. So, you know, let's just see. I know, you know, things could change with one phone call to Jeff from another GM about a potential player that might become available. So, uh, and that could uh, require a pivot on, on, on Jeff's part and the organization's part. And, and certain players, you know, might come to certain realizations that, uh, you know, they might want to stay or they want to go. So we'll see how it plays out, Vic. I wish I could answer that one, but I can't. You're a good man, Bud Black. We really appreciate a few minutes this morning. You got it, Vic. Uh, have a great December. Happy holidays, and I look forward to seeing you in spring training. You as well. Thank you very much. That is the manager of the Colorado Rockies. Always good to get an update, especially with things being so quiet on the Rockies' front. You get a feeling that it will heat up in a hurry. It has to. They have so many question marks and so much of a roster to still fill. I mean, their bullpen, they could be without three key members. I mean, they don't have a closer right now. I asked him, is there anybody on the roster that can close? And just judging from his reaction, they may be shopping out there. And there might be a name that uh, I read in the paper this morning. Patrick Saunders had a great piece. Brought up Wade Davis. They're investigating. That's the word he used. They're investigating the prospects of vying for a Wade Davis. Let's discuss. Did uh, I just want to know if HW talked to Jeff about it. Yeah, H.W., when you spoke to Jeff last night on a first-name basis, did he mention Wade Davis to you? No, he didn't, but you know what was funny, Vic, is I used the word splashy, because I said, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, we use this word splashy on our radio show, and Jeff said, splashy is in the eyes of the beholder. That yeah. was his quote to me. I would not expect anything splashy from the Rockies. Very interesting. Uh, again, there's only so much a manager can say because... <laughs> You know, he has to wait for his roster to arrive. But I do like the fact that he and Breidich are talking pretty much every day about that roster. What does he need? 
What does he want? What groceries does he want? We'll talk Rockies. We'll talk a lot more. You got the Dick Lombardi Show periscoping live at Altitude 950. That's at Altitude 950. We're back after this timeout. Hello, homeowners. You like that house, don't you? But you need to sell. For whatever reason, you need to get out. Well, you can call my boy Trey Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent in town who will sell your house at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive system for marketing these homes. It's been proven to get his clients the most money. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. There's no obligation. There's no high pressure. There's no risk. If you change your mind, you're unhappy. Troy lets you out of the contract free and clear. Again, 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, hunter for the Denver Broncos. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Take it from me, Riley Dixon. Have your ride restyled at Colorado Off-Road. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Meet Riley Dixon. He will be signing autographs December 9th from 2.30 to 4 at Colorado Off-Road, located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of death. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan O'Halloran. And I'm Kirk Yockey, bright and early. And gives you an edge all day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, Pinpoint Weather with Greg Dutra, and Time Saver Traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. We're all looking for balance. We're so busy with family, with work, and now the holidays. If you know someone who needs a retreat, Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa is an oasis where they can relax and do something good for themselves. Get them a holiday gift certificate to take a yoga class or have a five-star spa day with hot stone massage. Make your loved one a priority and get back in balance at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa in Littleton. Purchase a $125 gift certificate and receive a $25 gift from from them to you. At Morning Star at Mountain Shadows, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful home in Colorado Springs celebrates wellness and community for today's senior. We offer suites for assisted living and for memory care. Learn about our lifetime rate in memory care. Morning Star, casting a new light in the springs. Call 719-260-5605. 
719-260-5605. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. You are still going to be dealing with very slow traffic northbound I-25 Lincoln Avenue all the way up through to Yale on I-25 southbound I-25 Broadway down to Hamden with a stall clearing off the left side of the highway at Emerson. Traffic is brought to you by Brakes Plus. Watch for a delay eastbound I-70 approaching Peoria with a center lane accident. Inspect up traffic to Elise Monaco at Brakes Plus. Get a jump start on these holiday savings. Mention ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. BrakesPlus.com to schedule appointment. America comes to Brakes Plus. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Time for today's edition of Know Your Avs, brought to you by CSU Global Campus at CSU Global. Online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. All right, so during last night's game, what did Moj... When he wasn't losing his mind about that supposed offsides call, what did Moj tell listeners about defenseman Mark Barbario? Be the first caller, 303-753-0950. First caller with the answer, you win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Avs home game. So hit the hotline right now, 303-753-0950. want to thank, of course, uh, Bud Black for joining us. People on the text line still trying to get me to go back to Buddy Bell. It's not working. It's in my brain now. It is burned into the recesses of my brain. Bud Black, not Bud Bell. Everybody on the text line trying to get me to call him Bud Bell. It's not going to work. Good luck. Bud was a great sport about it when it happened. Great sport again today. Uh Just, I don't know. I continue to like Bud Black more and more, and maybe it's just such a refreshing change of pace from Walt Weiss. But You know what I dig? You know what I dig? I just like Bud Black. Here's what I like, guys. And tell me if I'm wrong. He's so easygoing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like the antithesis of what I am and what you are, Manchester. You know, we're sort of, you know what we are. I was just turning to take a shot at me. No, it's both of us. I'm taking a shot at me as well. You know what we are. You know exactly. We're high-strung individuals, right? This is correct, yes. Okay? He's so like, yeah, all right, don't worry about it. Relax. He's sort of that California mentality. And I think that mentality rubs off on his players. Relax. Calm down. Not the end of the world. You don't need the moon. Just chill. That's the mentality that I think works in that game. Yeah. But he also knows, because my beef with Weiss was that he never protected his players, right? Tula would have strike three called on a ball two feet outside, and Weiss would just sit there staring into space. If you're a baseball manager, you can't lose your mind every night. You don't want to be Lou Pinella, but you need to lose your mind every once in a while and protect your players. And Bud Black did that a handful of times this past year. That, yeah, you can be California cool, but if your star player's getting crap treatment from the umpire, you got to say something about it. Yeah. And that was my biggest beef with Walt Weiss, and that's part of the reason I like Buddy Black so much is he picks his spots of when he needs to do that. You know, I like everything he had to say during that interview except one item that I still find curious on this roster, and that's when I asked him, point blank, where do you plan on playing Ian Desmond? And I think a player without a home is a confused player. And I don't know about you guys. Where where do you want to see Ian Desmond play? Where where do you want to see him play? First First base. base. And just leave him there. Yeah, I'm used to light hitting first baseman in this town. All right, easy. You just want to leave him at one position. I mean, I know he can fill in at other spots if necessary, but I, I agree. Just just put him there, leave him there, 
Let him get some some chemistry going. Because last year, you know, he lost his rhythm. He got hurt. We get it. You gotta you gotta get a, a little bit of chemistry before you can be yourself. Well, and I, I think it it. it has to impact you at the plate, too, when you're constantly playing in a different position defensively, right? You just have other things on your mind. And I agree. You're just not in a groove. I, I, the plan all along was to play him at first base. He got hurt in spring training. I believe he got hit in the hand with a pitch and broke his hand. And Mark Reynolds then played so well. Yeah. I get why they stuck with that. But go with the plan. That was the plan. I like that infield. I think that infield is is solid. Um, you have to figure out one spot in the outfield, and you're good to go with your everyday lineup. Well, I think there's spots filled. I think David Dahl's a guy. No, I think the, David Dahl. Does Dahl's he still simply... exist? Yeah, yeah I'm sure like, David Dahl's a real human being. He's like Bigfoot. I, I mean, buddy him, told you he was down there training in Scottsdale, right? I, I asked the man, is he a mythological figure? And you know, he, he's heard a lot about his skills. He's yet to see him because he hasn't been healthy. But if David Dahl's healthy, safe to say he will play the role of Carlos Gonzalez. Because hearing Buddy Black refer to the cargo situation, he said it. He said it's as much on cargo as it is the Rockies, which leads me to believe there's a certain number they have in mind for him. And I think cargo thinks he can get more elsewhere. Yeah, I think the cargo ship has sailed. I, I wish him well. He was great in this town. He was great for this team. I'll never forget watching him in the 2009 playoffs, albeit they were short. But uh Carlos Gonzalez just wasn't the same player last year, and I'd let him walk. Why? I mean, I mean it depends on the number, but I would... Yeah, what's the number, though, James? What What's a fair number for a guy Cargo who... was the best bat on the team in the last two months of the year. It was. I don't even think it was close, was it? Well, Jonathan Lucroy was clutch down the stretch. Oh, my God. Okay, but my, my Patty Barrels. Am, am I lying? Am, Do you remember that, that home run Barrels hit in Kansas City? Am I City? lying right now? Is that is that a lie? Of who was better in August and September? Patty Barrels just, hit like 400 off the bench. Like, remember we had this yeah, debate. Had like 14 at bat. We had this debate on this show. Why did you pinch it? It was that game oh. I went to, that cold game against Miami, where Buddy pinch hit cargo instead of Patty Bats, and I was mad. I just, Do you remember I, that debate? I, I think he was the the hottest bat on the team at the end of the year. Now, he started off so bad that it, that's all anybody remembers. But what did he finish the season at? I mean, I can I can pull it up. And considering where he was, it was remarkable that he got to as high a batting average as he did. I thought he was very good down the street. But Cargo's a guy that needs at-bats every day to thrive. And I don't think you could justify giving him an everyday role on this team. You wouldn't rather you, have Cargo in right field every day than David Dahl? I don't have Dahl. I think Dahl's potential is huge. And he's eight years younger, ten years younger. Yeah, but we really don't know. We watched Dahl in 2016. He was a stud. He He was a stud. Yeah, but everybody has that stretch of being a stud. It happens to everybody. So you want Cargo to be their everyday right fielder? No, no. It's not what I'm saying. It's saying don't all of a sudden put David Dahl up in the same ranks as Carlos Gonzalez. That's unfair. Currently, currently, yes, that is fair. I'm not saying David Dahl is going to be 2009 Carlos Gonzalez. I'm saying currently, in 2018, David Dahl is a better bet than Carlos Gonzalez. We all fell in love with Clint Barmas, too. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he got Barmas derailed by deer meat. He had Clint's 222 at-bats. Um, the other subject matter that is pressing is the bullpen. They, they currently don't have a closer. They don't have a setup guy. There, there's three guys in that bullpen who are suddenly free agents. So I asked Buddy... Is there anybody on this current roster under contract that can come in and close? Do you have, if Greg Holland signs elsewhere, do you have anyone on this roster currently under contract that can play that closer role? Yeah, if Greg does move on, you know, we have to fill it from within. If we don't sign anybody, but, again, we're going to try to get that done with 
you know, with a few guys that we have on the radar to, uh, you know, to sign. All right, that was Bud, uh, Bud Black. Now, he went on to say he, they're going to shop around. They, they are going to shop around. It would not surprise me at all if a guy like, and you saw it in the paper today, Wade Davis, there's names out there, if they go and get another name for that position. Would it surprise you guys? No. And it, to me, it's the key acquisition. And I loved the Holland move at the time when they signed him. You'll remember that's why yes. the day I picked him to win the well, NLS. Because it was such a good deal, too. It, it was. And this team, when they have had a dominant closer, at least statistically, I think HW and I would not classify Houston Street and Greg Holland as dominant, truly, if you watched them. But statistically, they were. When they've had a dominant closer, they've made the yeah. postseason. That's been the number one thing because they blow so many games in the eighth and ninth inning. By the way, Carlos Gonzalez in September last year hit three seventy seven with uh, 16 RBI and six home runs. Hey, do me a favor. You're a numbers guy. Yeah. Jeff Bright has just said their pay scale, they're going to spend about as much money as they did last season. So you're looking at $146 million in that neighborhood. All right. So Cargo's roster, Cargo's salaries off the books. Jose Reyes and that albatross is off the books. Holland, a lot of other players, they got money to spend. I want to know how much money are they going to spend to hit that 146 million? Can you do the math for me? Because they got money to blow. Well, right now their total payroll is 68 million bucks for next year. Okay, that's <laughs> well, a lot that of you? money to go spend. They got some cash, cash to dole out. If there's a guy out there willing to make some cash, come to Colorado. Up next. Doug Marone, head coach of the Jags, why he doesn't like to share his food. Wait till you hear this. Plus, our morning sugar fix with Marty O on the Vic Lombardi Show. Scott Hastings. Players don't take. Julie Brown. So the deal with the Nuggets is they're great at home. They are now 3-8 and eight on the road. That first day on the road is like, oh, it becomes a vacation. So until a young team gets out of the mind of the mindset of, that it's kind of a vacation, once they start looking at, at road trips as business trips, if they're good enough, they flip the page. Hastings and Brownman coming up after the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results. And you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers changing lives. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, 
You may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution. Doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over a hundred leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit inspiresleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. We are still seeing slowing northbound I-25 from C-470 up through to Colorado Boulevard, southbound between Santa Fe and Hamden. Traffic is brought to you by the UPS Store. Do expect slow traffic as you work your way both directions of I-70 between I-225 and I-25. Holiday Ease starts at the UPS Store. Let their certified packing experts pack and ship your gifts this holiday season. To find a locally owned center near you, visit the UPSStore.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic. Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Adam Morris coming up in the next segment. Talking Nuggets as they continue their road trip. They're in New Orleans tonight. Just a dub, man. I don't care how you get a dub at this point. Find a way to win on the road. Morning sugar fix coming up momentarily, but first, speaking of food and hunger, it seems to me that Jacksonville head coach, Jaguars head coach Doug Marone, doesn't like to share his food. Where did this story emanate, HW? Well, it just, it, it kind of went viral yesterday because he just started talking about bologna and how, how he eats fried bologna and how he was thinking about the media when he was eating his bologna. Just, just listen to, to Doug just Marone. Just weird. Just yeah. play. All right, let's listen to it. I was thinking about you guys last night. There was a little brown on the bologna, you know, because after a while it gets a little late, and I was like, I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> Normally I fry it, but I was too damn hungry. Yeah, I know, I know. I, pre- I appreciate it. I'm just saying it's the one I'm out. Just don't give me about it tomorrow. All right, I'm not sure what the hell he's talking about there. I, I will say this. I took a calzone out of the fridge, and it was probably a week week old. My mom made them last week. And you know how the bread gets a little moldy on the bottom? So there's a couple pieces of that mold. I just took it right off, threw it in the microwave, and ate it. What's the problem? What's the issue here? What? Why do people get so freaked out over stuff like that? I I just think, I don't know, but I just think it's, can you imagine if Vance Joseph was at the podium right now talking about eating fried bologna for dinner? This is, I mean, when you win, when you win, you can talk about whatever the heck exactly you right. want. When you lose, I don't think Vance Joseph's going to be talking to us about his bologna dinners anytime soon. It's the point in the year when it's like, are these guys getting enough sleep? Right? <laughs> 
I mean, we hear about the hundred hour weeks and they're saying, it's like, he just sounds like he needs some rest. Yeah. But you know, HW is exactly sleep. right, which is why I always root for the home teams to win beyond the fact that I'm from here. When they win and they're in a good mood, it makes our job so much easier, right? I have to visit with Jared Bednar every week and talking about losing and losing at home isn't fun. I'd rather talk about baloney. No doubt. No doubt. And if you pronounce it bologna, you're a loser, okay? I know it's spelled that way. It's bologna. Will you eat bologna? I used to eat it all the time. Now I... Bologna's disgusting. Yeah, I think bologna's gross. Uh, without getting too graphic, where's bologna from? It's like the chopped up parts of the animal that they don't serve you when they tell you That's what they're serving That's kind of what I thought. It's like a snout and a foot and a intestine and... Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like, like a, a hot dog. Stuff. It's yeah. a hot dog, basically. That's why so if you buy hot, hot dogs, make sure you say they say all beef, not like pork and chicken and other fillers, because then you're just eating all the processed crap. God, what's the, um, there's an Italian version of bologna that I can't stand. It's got the little white pock marks in it. Yeah. What is that? What I is don't, that? Oh, I can't disgusting. stand that either. My mom tries to throw that on my plate and I lose it. What is that? Gosh uh. darn it. The name's not coming to me. I know somebody out there will give it to me. It's something, uh, whatever. Right now, in the meantime, let's bring in Marty. Time for the sugar fix. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. Marty, before you go, Vic, is it mortadella? Mortadella, yes. There you go. Well, how did you pronounce it? Mortadella. <laughs> Mozzarella. Mozzarella. I mean, come on. What am I? I know. I'm with you, brother. But it's not. I mean, the way you went with mortadella. <laughs> what the hell? You, you pronounce it like you're half dead. Mortadella. I was trying not to overly pronounce it Italian and okay, not be that guy. All I right. Go ahead. I know Marty. that guy. Go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Speaking of things that are hard to pronounce, Giannis Aracutumpo is... <laughs> a, no, there you go. Is uh, 23 today. Turns 23 years old. God, he's only 23? Wow. That makes me like, what have I done with my life? That's like, crazy, man. This guy could win MVP someday. And I sit here and talk to you two every morning. It feels like he's been in the league for a decade. Doesn't it? He's 23. That's crazy. Well, how is Milwaukee doing this year? Well, let's take a look at the paper. Yeah, uh, what's, what's in the, the paper, paper coming today? up later? Let's, uh, uh, take a look. Look at the standings here, and right now the Milwaukee Bucks are twelve and ten. So okay. they're around that uh, that middling range. Yeah, I, twelve and ten. Are you ready to put the word "great" on him yet? Is he a great player? Well, I, you know, everybody's got a different definition of great, right? I think he's the best player on their team, and he's among the better players in the game today, and he'll be an All Star. So what is a great player? Is a great player top five in the league? I don't know. What's your definition of a great player? Uh, first team all, yeah, all NBA. First team all star? He's not first team, no. Okay. I'm he's an all star. He's an all star, but he's not a first team. Like if you pick the top five players in the NBA, that's great. I don't think he would make that. Who are the top five players in the game right now? Who would you list as the top five? Durant, Steph, LeBron, Harden. Harden. And Russell Westbrook. Probably right. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with, with that list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If 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 the Greek freak was here, would he be the best player on the roster? Uh yes, he would yeah. be. I think he would be too. Yes. And it's no disservice to the young talent here. I just think as we're as we're evaluating yes. the young guys here and and projecting where they're going to turn into or what they're going to turn into, I think it's 
it's valuable to look at, well, who else is in that conversation and where are they at right now? Put it this way. If you were asking me if I want the Greek freak, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. The question that surrounds him a lot is, if you're going to start an NBA franchise, which player are you going to pick the next 10 years? It was LeBron forever. Is it Giannis now? For the next 10 years? 10, I'd still, yeah. I'd still take Steph Curry. I think he's got 10 years he's left. He's got those ankle issues yeah, coming two back. Weeks. He's out minimum two weeks. Well, then maybe By you the take way, Russ. Keep that, keep that in mind if you're a Nuggets fan. They visit Golden State. I'll be on that road trip. They go there December 23rd. I, I wonder if those ankles and that specific injured ankle will keep them out until then. If you had to give someone a 10-year, $300 million contract. Russ, James Harden. Oh, man. The last five years of that might be like pool holes. Hmm. Right, like, but the first five years, you know what you're getting. Greek freak, you're kind of you're kind of betting on. Well, the whole ten years is going to be good, but you don't know you're going to get the great great years at the beginning. It's an interesting question, 20, Marty. He's only twenty three. Nice hypothetical, Marty. Yeah, well job, done, Marty. What else you got for yeah, us? Thank you, uh, Johnny Football Manzel, turning twenty five today. You see that photo that's made the rounds on the internet? Uh, he's got the little belly going. Yeah. My goodness. Is this the age his dad said he wouldn't make? That's what I was just Googling right now. Because remember, his dad said he was going to die. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to make was, 25. I mean, that's, that's morbid, but his dad that's said it. Nice. So, yeah. That's always nice to hear from Pops. Stuck it in his dad's face yeah. today, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm sure he called dad and said, I'm yeah. here, sucker. <laughs> Still alive at 25. Uh, Still kicking. Paul Manziel said in February that Manziel might not live until 24. So oh, he's, 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 he's made it a year past what dad past said. past that. Take that, yeah. Pops. In all seriousness, I hope Johnny, you know, he's never going to play football again, but... Hope he gets his life on track because Agreed. he obviously had some demons. Agreed. Okay, Judd Apato turns 50 today. Apato. Apatow? Apato. Out of Katumpo? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> okay. He's the uh, director that did 40-Year-Old yeah. Virgin. And yeah, he's some of the other he has a very impressive resume. 40-Year-Old Virgin, Pineapple Express, Knocked Up, Step Brothers, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Superbad, Anchorman. You know, Knocked wow. Up. Knocked Up is a quietly very funny movie. That was a great movie. Yeah, Knocked Up gets a little serious for me, though. Like, when yeah, they start doing the, the drugs and going to the circus, I'm like, what's Catherine going on? Catherine Heigl? Catherine Heigl? Yeah, yeah, formerly of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she's a player, man. Yeah, nothing sneaky there. H.W. wrote Heavyweights. You were just talking about that the other day. Yeah, that's Ben Stiller's role in Dodgeball before mm-hmm. he was, but because James and Vic don't listen to anything I say, they just both dismissed it. I've never heard it. of Heavyweights. I've Ste- never even heard of it. Step Brothers is the best movie on that list, and there's no a doubt lot of them it. on there. Step oh, no, Superbad is, is the best. Bad. Superbad is or the best Anchorman. movie on that list. No, no, no. No, no, Step Brothers no. quoted many more times yes. than Superbad or any of those other things. Yeah. Superbad's the third best movie of all time. If you oh, want to fight, God. we'll fight. Listen, if you want to go, we'll go. Billy 1, Space Jam 2, Superbad 3. That is the worst call in the history of the league. <laughs> exactly right, Jesse. Go on. In 1877, as Vic said, the first human voice was recorded, and I was actually able to grab that audio. Uh, Jesse, can you play that? This is the first human voice ever? Wow. 1877? We do. <laughs> you know we do. <laughs> we did. It does kind of sound like it would be the first recording. Or the first call bell made to Watson or whatever. It's a little so choppy. Thomas says, just, just take yourself back. It's 18 freaking 77. Okay, there's no freaking iPhones yet. And I don't even know if the moon existed in 1877, did it? <laughs> so it's 1877. You're Thomas Edison. You're, you, you just developed this machine and the first voice you hear is this voice. Play it again. Our plan was to do what we do. You know we do. Well, we did. <laughs> that sounds like it came out of that machine. That's outstanding. 
All right, 2006, NASA reveals that there is water on Mars. Anybody, Thank you, NASA. Care about that? Have we gone Nobody to Mars cares. yet? Nobody cares. In the Nobody works. cares. Nobody cares. I'm so tired okay. of these stupid stories. I saw some story in the paper the other day. Oh, we got some detailed pictures of Jupiter. Look at all the gases, uh, fumes. Uh, who so? What do you want me to do? About? Okay, okay. I don't care. Here's my prediction for you, Vic. The first time man lands on Mars, man or woman, humankind, um, there will be more worldwide viewers than every Super Bowl combined. The first time what now? Someone walks on Mars. It's already happened, dude. On Mars? Matt Damon already did it. <laughs> I've seen this. I, I don't All need to right. see it again. I, the sequel, we don't need a sequel. We've already seen this. He grew a potato or something. Go on. All right, 1990, the NHL granted a cool membership... Movie. To the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Ottawa Senators. Did you guys see the story where Seattle could be getting the hockey team soon? Saw so they're going to build a new arena. They're going to get a basketball team too. Yeah, you know, I they they deserve to have a basketball team before a hockey team because basketball was vastly popular there, and it was unfair they lost the Sonics. But whatever, they can get both. Yeah, those people are Seahawks fans. They don't deserve anything. Everybody other than the NFL has room to expand by two to get to thirty-two. It evens uh-huh. out better, so I would expect Seattle to get both. What do you think they're going to name them right up there? I guess is is there 31 hockey teams now with, with Vegas? Vegas? Yeah, so yeah, that's where it's going to go. They've also discussed Houston. No for hockey. No, no, yes, let's not, be, let's not be silly. Let's not do that again. They've uh, already had a team, and blah, yeah, I prefer Houston over Seattle. They had a hockey team. Yeah, was it the Arrows? What was I there? believe it was. Yeah. Didn't Gordy Howe play for him? I think so. But I thought yeah. that was like a WHL. Maybe team it or was, something. but they had a hockey team. I think they still have a current minor league team there, but. So humid, I'm surprised they can keep fresh ice. Not exactly Edmonton climate. Well, the ads are going to Florida. They keep fresh ice down there. Yeah, but everybody that lives in Florida, this is what you need to understand about Florida. People that live there are all from the north. They're just hanging out there. They retire there. You know, what do you think? People go to Florida. Do you think people are raised in Florida? They're all raised elsewhere, and they move there. That's what Florida is. That's what it's for. That's mm. the reason it exists. My mom's family was all raised in Florida, and as you know, she turned out just fine. Hmm. Well, no, Next you're topic. Fine. She's fine. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. Last one here. 1992, Jerry Rice catches his 101st touchdown pass. Uh, he went on to catch uh, 197. So in the NFL history, there are 10 players with 100 total TDs. Name the two active players with over 100. Active players? Over, with 100, over 100 touchdowns. TDs. There's only two of them? There's only two. Adrian Peterson. That's a good guess. That's, that's not it. No, just receptions. Oh, hundred oh, receiving touchdowns. Wide yeah. receivers. Uh, active boy. Active players. Okay, uh, Antonio Brown. No, he hasn't been in the league. All right, hang on. Jordy Nelson. Guess. Give me the question one more time. Let me make sure I understand the question. Yeah, he was worried about what he said. About I was looking seconds. up the Houston Arrows. Sorry. Okay. One more time. Okay, so there are two active players, two active receivers with over one hundred touchdowns in their career. Here's a hint. One of One's them is a tight end. Antonio Gates. Okay. There you go. There's one. Yeah, you, well, you said receivers, so you gotta say pass catchers. Pass catchers, pardon me. Okay, yeah, don't, don't. And Tradio Gates is one. I got it. Okay, who's uh, another other veteran receiver? receiver? Des Bryant. Nope. No, it's not Des Bryant. Oh, man. I hope it's, it's not, not Oh, I hope it's Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. I hope it's not DT. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense, yes. Alright, that's all I got. We got Marius coming up here. Thanks, Marty. When we come back, Nuggets Talk with Adam Morris right here on Altitude 950. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950.
950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are on the road as they take on the Pelicans in New Orleans. Tip-off is at 6 o'clock with a pregame show getting away at 5.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Moj. Home of the the Abs and Nuggets and Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. He gets the outlet pass behind him over to Barton for three. Yes! Big bucket there. Nuggets have it down to single digits. It's 88 to 80. Left for the dead, down by 25 back in the first half. Uh, we're going to get into the Nuggets now, but I do need to remind myself of how stupid I am sometimes. Uh, that that question about 100 t- touchdown receptions, and I'm thinking, Demarius Thomas? I mean, come on, he went a year with one touchdown catch. Remember, we talked about this. Hey, why am I that dumb? Don't answer that question. Let's go to the hotline right now. Adam Morris, DenverStiffs.com. Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm listening to the show. Great stuff earlier with Buddy Bell. Really enjoyed that. <laughs> you too, huh? Okay. All right. All right. You're going to play that game, Adam. Here we go. I, I can call you a lot of different names here. I got 15 minutes to do it. Hey, listen, dude. I read you had a great column in um, your Locked On Nuggets. Is that what it's called? The Locked On version? And you have so many different versions of your uh, your Nuggets coverage. <laughs> but you, you wrote a very interesting piece about what the Nuggets are doing with the pick and roll defense. And to be honest, man, it was so esoteric and so detailed that I sort of lost myself in the minutia of your piece. Can you explain to people that are just listening, what is it the Nuggets can't seem to accomplish with their pick and roll defense? What should they be doing? Yeah, well, well, actually, it's on denverstiff.com. Every Wednesday I write an article called Pickaxes and O's, which is, like you said, the X's and O's of what the Nuggets are doing. Um, in, in short, they can't keep anybody in front of them. And this was a problem that they had last year, and, and I thought it was the main culprit of why the team was a bad defensive team. I know a lot of people looked at Nikola Jokic and, 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 and put the blame on him. I never saw it that way. I thought the guards, you know, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, even Will Barton. Those guys just had such a hard time of keeping the ball in front of them. Why? One on one or in pick and rolls. Why? Yeah, it's a great question, Vic. If I had that answer, you know, I'd probably write an even better column. But, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's a lot of young guys on the team and you'd like to see some improvement in the individual defense. You can work on the team stuff and, and this is what we're going to do as a team to try to force guys this way or that way. But if you can't keep people in front of you, then you're kind of starting out behind. And that's what the Nuggets, you know, Dallas isn't a good team, but what they are good at is they've got really, really speedy guards, Dennis Smith Jr., Yogi Ferrell, J.J. Barea. Those guys are really quick, and Denver just struggles with those types of players because they can't keep them in front. You know what I think happens out there, and I am completely – I'm speculating right here. Just understand that. But it's it's – Basketball 101, right? It's one-on-one defense is yeah. basketball 101. Identify the the hand. Is it is the guy a left-hander or a right-hander? Identify which hand he's dominant and force him the other way. That's what we all learn how to do. But I think the Nuggets guards are so wary of the pick coming. They're so afraid. You know, something's going to happen behind them that they lose focus of that one-on-one defense. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, when you have, you know, when they had Paul Millsap for the first month of the season, I thought the defense looked improved, including the on-ball defense. And I wonder, you know, having a guy like Millsap behind you, 
gives you a little bit more confidence to to play more aggressively and fight through in these things. And maybe it's a thing of, you know, you swap Kenneth Fareed for Paul Millsap, there's a big drop-off in terms of the help. And I tried to highlight some of that stuff with some of the clips and, and show areas where Fareed could have come over to help, but he didn't. And maybe that's part of it. But, you know, the great teams, it's, it's this, always this combination between your center is a good rim protector and your guards are good on ball. And when you have a weakness in one of those two, then, then the whole thing falls apart. And right now Denver just can't keep them in front. That That is such a hidden aspect of a basketball player, the ability to help on defense. And it's something that's never pointed out. You never see it during the course of a game. You, you have to go back and – and, and highlight it as you did during your article, but you are so right. There was an instant in that Dallas game where they got switched off because of a pick and Fareed's covering Dennis Smith Jr. And my good buddy, Chris Marlowe's calling the action. And Chris Marlowe says during the play, he says, Kenneth, he's going to go right. He's right-handed. Low, low, <laughs> takes left, goes right, gets a foul. I mean, you know, if, if Marlowe sees it, if we see it, why aren't these guys seeing it? Yeah, you know, and, and, and Coach Malone calls it KYP, know your personnel, and it's every day the players get a scouting report with things like that. And Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy that, he's a rookie. You know, his game is very easy to understand because it's so it, it, it's so rudimentary at this point of his career. He goes right, and he dribbles hard, and he attacks the basket. And it wasn't just Kenneth Farid. I thought there was times with Wilson Chandler, Emmanuel Moutier, where they just – Trey Lyles as well, where they just weren't uh, shading him the way that you can kind of put yourself in the best position. So it's little things like that. But, you know, you talked about the help defense. This was the number one thing I, I loved about watching Paul Millsap play. He he anticipated where the ball was going or where the ball handler was trying to get to before they started to drive, and he was always so early to provide help. And when you watch him, it doesn't stick out because when you provide early help, uh, help – the, the offense doesn't even get a shot off, so it doesn't mm-hmm. turn into a block shot or a steal. It just forces them to do something else, and he did that so well. The Nuggets need to find a guy in that in, in the 4-5 spot that, that can do that. Dude, we're getting pretty nerdy with this basketball talk. I love it, but I'm not sure if everybody else falls. <laughs> Whatever. Adam Mars, DenverStiffs.com. Um, this is a, a road trip where you look at every game, and they're winnable games, and they're also games where, my God, how are they – the Nuggets on the road are a completely different team. In my estimation, Adam, I think the theme tonight and every night, just win the first quarter because they've dug such early holes they get them there's no chance after the first win the first quarter tonight to give yourself a chance. Well, if you remember the last time the Nuggets played the Pelicans, they got off to I think like a twenty six to four start. Um it's probably their best game of the year, yes. scored hundred and forty six points. You, you hope for that kind of performance tonight, and coming off of such a bad start the last game, I expect the Nuggets to come out very focused, at least, in the effort to be there. And then the other part is, I think Emmanuel Moutier and Jamal Murray both really looked forward last time to playing against Jameer Nelson, because he was their vet. They've got a lot of respect for him, but he's also the guy that took their minutes towards the end of the season last year, and I think at least in that first game, it really seemed like, and they mentioned this in the post game, it seemed like an opportunity for them to kind of show, hey, we, you know, not that they don't need him, but hey, we can do this too. We can, you know, the student has become the teacher, so to speak. So I'm looking for that tonight. If those guys go out and try to really attack from the point guard spot. Which player so far, now that Jokic is out and Millsap's obviously out, what player on this roster deserves more minutes in your mind? <laughs> deserves more minutes. That, that yes. one's tough. I, yeah, you know, I think, uh, 
you look at Trey Lyles, who I think has earned some minutes on the offensive end, uh, and it, I really don't know if it's so much as earned the minutes, but that's the guy they're going to have to play, and he's going to have to play well because he's going to be forced into a lot of minutes. His his problems, I think, are not really his problems. The challenge for him is going to be the defensive end because he's great at exploiting mismatches on the other end, and that's part of what makes him great. He's so tall. He's pretty strong. He can take smaller guys off the dribble or post them up. The problem with him is he can't contain quicker guards or, or quicker wing players. So he's had a mismatch on one end and not a mismatch on the other end. The, I think he's the key guy. But I don't, I don't think you look at a player and say, oh, this is the guy the Nuggets have to, have to give minutes to. There's a lot of guys, and, and if, if, if a guy like Lyles isn't ready, Wancho's there to play or Darrell Arthur's yeah. there to play. You know, it's crazy about the last game. There was a number. This stat just was astounding. Jamal Murray, when scoring 20-plus points, the Nuggets were 10-1, and one, all right? He scores 20-plus yeah. against Dallas, and they get blown out. And that's what's unsettling about these road games, Adam. I'll leave you with this. Losing road games is one thing. The last few road games, they are getting blown off the floor. That has to yeah. stop. Well, I, I saw the your, your prediction before the game and then afterwards in the studio talking about it, and I'll tell you, one thing I wonder about Jamal Murray, it's so hard at 20 years old to be a two-way player, and I thought his defense has been really good or pretty good for most of the year, but now that Millsap's out, Jokic is out, he's picked up the scoring load, but I wonder if it's come at the expense of the defensive end. He got an early foul in that Dallas game, and then I thought he took a couple plays off trying to avoid the foul that really helped uh, their guards to get going. So I think for him the challenge is going to be not just the scoring side, but he has to prevent the other guards on the other end from scoring as easily as they did in that game, and that's where it, it, it canceled itself out. Adam, you're the man. If you want some serious background on why the uh, Nuggets seem to struggle defensively, check out Adam's column at denverstiffs.com. Uh, very insightful. Adam, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks, Vic. Take care. All right, take care. That is Adam Morris. Uh, as we go to break, I have to read this text from 5058. Hey, James. Please take time next segment and speak to the astonishing fact that Voyager 1 is in interstellar space. It should make for some great sports talk radio. Oh, it's amazing. It's just going and going and going, and it has a gold record on it with great songs and voices, so anytime it runs into an alien, they can hear it. Uh, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. When we come back, well, it's a speech I heard again last night, and when I feel sorry for myself or whatever... I cue it back up, and it offers something that we all need on a daily basis, perspective. You know the speech. It's as famous as they get, and we'll play it again for you next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Wednesday edition of Crackman and Harris, Vance Joseph's job is saved for now. Nikki Javala will tell us how long that is going to be the case. Plus, the Nuggets are on the road. Coach Micah Nori joins us on the most awesome show you could possibly be listening to between 3 and 6 p.m. On Altitude 950. With the holidays in full swing, every little thing you cross off your list makes the season a lot less stressful. Start with a $10 CVS cash card, yours when you spend $30 on select items. Then pick up Hershey's Kisses, now two for $5, and all of the other holiday essentials like Christmas lights and wrapping paper. Plus, Hallmark cards for family and friends are now buy one, get one free. Stop into your neighborhood CVS pharmacy today and save big on all the little things you need this holiday. Restrictions apply. See circular for details. 
Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is seventeen dollars and fifteen cents per hour. Wow, I can start out making seventeen dollars and fifteen cents an hour? Oh yeah, and that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make twenty four fifty per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector position, working in the distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Sam's number three restaurants. The handheld chicken. I'm going to do a smothered burrito. My favorite is the Toro pot. Anyone can pick something off the menu here. Sam's number three. Great. The food's delicious. Huge portions. I've been coming here for over 35 years. Because uh, the green chili's the bomb every time. It's more like home. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker. In Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale and downtown 15th and Curtis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. And, and when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day is the same thing? To me, there are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. You're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. The late, great Jimmy V, Jim Valvano, his famous speech at the ESPYs Awards, uh, it still resonates to this day. I watched that again in its entirety last night. They got the Jimmy V Classic going on, and I had to sit there because every time he comes on and they play that speech, I don't know about you guys, but I I can't move. I mean, it's just so almost as if I've watched it for the first time. It's so enlightening, so spirited, so thorough, so it hits home every time you hear it. Yeah, it's it's one of the best speeches of of all time, uh, sports or non-sports. Um, there's no need for us to go into comparing, is it the best ever? Because it was just so good, it would be disingenuous to try to compare it to, say, Stuart Scott's speech. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's really well done. But and the it, three it, things he brings up, guys, to laugh, to think, to cry. He cannot be more right than that. Because that's what I hope to accomplish during the course of this three-hour show every morning. We want you to laugh, think, and cry. And if you have to cry when you listen to Manchester talk about the moon, that's fine. Cry then. But all three of those aspects of humanity, you have to show them at some point. I'm trying to think which of the three you make me do every day. Uh, and it's one of them. 
<laughs> very rarely laugh and not often thinking. You do walk <laughs> off a lot crying, so I, 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 I noticed that. But seriously, I, on a serious note, we laugh every day. We think every day. We need to cry more. I, I think, you know, and I'm not talking crying during a football game when you hurt yourself and you're watching your team lose. Oh, now we're going to no, have a caveat. A, that's a different kind of cry. That's a different, that's a feel, feel sorry for yourself cry. No, I, I would agree. Can, can you just, can it be just get flying off the handle, right? Can't that be the, the emotion? No, I don't think that's as healthy as crying. I just want to fly off the handle. Just lose it. When's the last time you guys cried? Because I'm trying to think, like, legit the last time I cried. Wait, wait, wait. What is your definition of crying? Yeah, like, get a little misty. Listening to tear? What is it? Is it... What is crying? No, I'm talking like a cry. I'm talking crying. Again, I will ask you, what does that mean? Visible tears on your face. I've had visible... I have visible tears on my face almost every day. I was laughing so hard in the first hour, I was getting a little misty. Does that count? Can I do two things at once? Yeah, I guess so. And if I'm thinking while I'm doing it, I'm boom, done. You know, maybe again, and I hate to go down this road, the older you get, the more emotional you get. Things that never really, were never on my radar in terms of the emotional meter, suddenly affect me differently. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I, I, I also think once you have kids, things start hitting you differently. Um, I like, I love the show Football Life. I, almost every one of those has got some moment in it where it's like, yeah. oh boy, all right, that's a little, well, I'll a little give emotional. You a perfect example. I'm watching Jimmy V last night. That, that shed a tear. I, I saw, I saw something at Starbucks the other day on the way to the, uh, to the studio. A, a, a guy early in the morning walks out of the store with his, with his kid and, you know, his kid's not behaving, whatever, and he's in the corner offering the kid a pep talk. On how to handle certain things, and his kid turns around and gives him a big hug, and it just freaked me out. You know, I I, I don't want to go this road. I'm freaking out right now. It just freaked me out a little bit. It was so cool to see Jesse wearing those ridiculous it makes glasses me cry. right now. That makes me cry. I think it's because we're the two people on the show, Vic, who are are, are in touch with our emotions. <laughs> We're the only two what is that through, supposed to mean? You know, we're going through menopause, <laughs> is what's happening. Yeah, you're that, just aging yourself right now. That could be. That yeah. could be. I just, you know, we, we don't fly off the handle and want people oh, run out of town and demand gosh. apologies yeah. and, and just be so preposterous. I asked about for Brock things. Osweiler to apologize. It's not that big a deal. You did. Uh, you did apologize to Jeff. Yeah. So, so if I'm man enough to ask for it, I'm man enough to do it. I did Brock. it last night when I interviewed Jeff Broadich. We told that story earlier. Brock can apologize to you. All right, quickly. Uh, how about a quick rendition of what's in the paper? There's just something about feeling it in your hands. What's in the paper today? Hey, good story, Manchester. I, um, I've got the actual game wrap of the Avs last night. I got it in time. Apparently, this edition offered uh, an opportunity for me to read what happened in the game. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it finished a little before 10, so they squeezed it in. Okay, what's in the paper? Perhaps stories that you're not paying attention to. On page 2B of the Denver Post Sports, big story on the Sooner uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield and how he's not going to change his ways, man. Doesn't matter. It got him here. He's not going to change his ways. He's quoted as saying, I've had people trying to give me advice through all this stuff, but one thing I've realized, the person I am is the person I'm here today. I've had success because of that person. I'm confident, enthusiastic, and passionate about what I'm doing. He ain't changing. You like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he needs to change. Can everybody mature and and maybe handle certain situations a little better? 
I hope he, I hope he's willing to do that. Um, but I don't think he needs to change. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that he's wired that way is is good. I mean, I was still, you know, I have my faults, but I was justify them with eight. Ninety five percent of the time, my overly competitive personality trait is beneficial. Ah, that five percent of the time, it kind of gets in the way, and you end up apologizing for something stupid. You know, though, you're. It's funny you say that. I got a tweet from a kid yesterday that said, "Hey, I uh, just want you to know, uh, love your show and." And by the way, one time playing in a flag football league or something, you got into a fight with my roommate's dad. And I'm, I'm going, I did? And, and I, and I look back at it, I was such a lunatic, such a lunatic fringe guy. I completely embarrassed myself in the playing field, especially rec league sports like that. And it's not until you're older and you get some perspective. What the hell was I thinking? I remember being in some of those games with you and I, I just thinking to myself, in two hours, he's going to be in a suit telling people Just the news. What's ridiculous. going on? No, you're exactly right. That's why <laughs> it's okay to be competitive, but when you take it to a laughable manner as I did on many occasions, it's hey, stupid. Hey man, so, I got I got banned from intramurals at CU, so I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, I got suspended uh, from intramurals for a soccer <laughs> blow up at a referee. So yeah, we've all had our fair share. All right, all right. Continuing what's in the paper here. I've got an internet connection. It's pretty cool. You guys should try it. Uh, I wasn't the only one who talked to Jeff Breidich yesterday. Patrick Saunders did, too, from the Denver Post. Uh, Breidich told him that they have, quote, investigated signing former Cubs closer Wade Davis. And while the Rockies continue to talk with veteran catcher Jonathan Lucroy, Breidich made it clear that he's open to signing a free agent or making a trade to bring in a catcher should Lucroy not re-sign. Davis, Lucroy, where do you guys stand? Uh, I would want them both. Yeah, me too. I'd love both of them. But investigate them? I mean, are they doing, like... uh... PI work on him? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, he can't talk that specifically about other teams' free agents, can he? Hey, Vic, to be more specific, too, on your question about payroll, uh, that earlier number did not include those uh, guys who are in arbitration, so DJ and Charlie. So really, their liabilities right now are $105 million. Okay, so it's important to bring that up again because Jeff Breidich in that article said they're going to spend about what they spent last year, and their payroll last year was $146 million. Correct. That included Cargo's massive contract. That also included Jose Reyes and his 22 mil. That's off the books now. Both will be off the books. So they got 40 to 45 to spend. That's a lot of money. You can get some stuff done with that. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot of money. Uh, front page of the paper, not the sports page, of the paper. Hold on, let me figure it out. I got it. I got, hey, do you got it there? No, you don't. Jay. I forgot about that. HW doesn't have it in front. Yeah, of me. I got the a internet lot here that kind of jumps out at me because I can kind of get a sense of everything right here in one spot. Yes, I don't have to click. Right in your hands. Uh, Russian athletes can compete, but without the flag. So Russia is banned from the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. Their athletes can compete. It's just not going to be under the Russian flag. So if they win anything, there won't be the Russian anthem. And it seems sort of like well. I get it. You shouldn't punish everybody if they weren't the ones cheating, but this doesn't really seem like a punishment to me. I'm going to say something that might be unpopular, especially here in Colorado, but I'm almost over the Olympics. I'm I'm not that interested. Doesn't it seem like they come up all the time? Yeah, well, there's so much uh, of this chaos and so much of this scandal, and you don't know who's doping when, and some of these sports I'm not even familiar with. I don't even know what the hell these are. 
I, I just not the same. And I, I guarantee it in February, I'll be watching something that I never expected to watch. I get it. That's what I was going to say. You say that now, but your tune will change when they get well, here. Well, because there's nothing there's else no going anticipation. on, really. It's not like I'm, you know, in fact, I didn't even know the damn Olympics were coming. I, until like a couple weeks ago, I had no idea. I'm a I little didn't... bit with you. I, I'm kind of turned off by the way they have just bent over people in Brazil and China building all these stadiums and facilities, and now they're just left to turn into ruins. It, it all kind of tarnishes it. Yeah, but think about Michael Phelps and that relay out touching him. What was that in 08? Think about Missy Franklin in 2012 when she was the darling of the country and she was one of our local kids. I mean, there's mm. got to be a fun story. There always is a fun story. But do you look at it with this unbelievable anticipation? Are you sitting here going, oh, I can't wait? No. Wait, if, you're being, you, if I'm being HW, fair, you're right. Yes. HW. I'll ask you two questions. Okay. Where are the Olympics going to be this year? Winter Olympics. Where? Seoul, South Korea. No, but no. close enough. South Korea, which I I did just say. So there's some a weird you city. Pyong. What's Pyong, it called? Pyong? It's a huge city. Pyong, it's Pyong. Pyong or something. It's like bigger than Pyong. every city in America. So. Okay. Next question. When do the Olympics start? Winter Olympics. February of 2018. Yeah. You don't have a date. See what I'm saying? The, I do appreciate he actually listened to what I said because yeah. I said both those yeah, things. Vic's two trivia questions were pretty bad. <laughs> I'm still looking in the damn answers. All right, uh, what's in the paper? I look to page 3B of the Denver Post Sports. Kyle Fredrickson's got a piece here on the changes up at CU. Brian Lindgren out. He's going to uh, Oregon State, and they're uh, basically going to make um, Darren Cheverini the uh, full-time OC. But they're also calling up Clayton Adams, the offensive line coach, and making him a co-OC. I, I don't understand I don't that. either. I don't, I don't get that. Pick why, a guy. Yeah. Why, why are they co-opting this thing? I don't know. And there's like, well, we're the run game coordinator in the passing. That just seems like a total disaster. I was looking at page 1C, uh, and there's a story here where they try and convince us you can use a portobello mushroom to create a vegan steak. I'm all for eating healthier, trying to do it, going down the less meat. I, I'm not going to fool myself. It's a mushroom. I've told it, you what they're doing steak. up at CU. I've told you what my son has to deal with every day. The They don't have the full beef burger anymore at his cafeteria. It's a mushroom-based burger, and that's what he has to eat, and he's not going to eat it. And I don't blame him one bit. That's crap. I'm paying for freaking beef up there. Give me the beef. A lot of athletes are going vegan. Well, DT went vegan. How'd that work out? Yeah, that's the reason they're not Wilson well. Chandler's vegan. That's a good point. Maybe. All right, let's go get some beef. <laughs> Bring on the beef, baby. Hope Bring eating. on the beef. Hope somebody ate a burger in uh, in New Orleans. Hey, Vic, reminder, we still haven't played Huey Croup's call yet, or the call of Huey Croup winning the 96 Stanley Cup. When you hear that, caller number three qualified to go to the Avs VIP experience December 14th against the Panthers. Get a couple club Lexus tickets. There's a hint. There's a hint. 303-753-0950. Keep those digits handy. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's hard to believe that the calendar already reads December, and you know what that means. It's time to start thinking about how you can start the new year off right with extra money in your pockets. I'm talking anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month and maybe even delaying up to two months' worth of mortgage payments. The time to refinance is now as rates remain low, but the Fed is meeting in a couple of weeks, so we may be seeing a slight increase before the year's end. So start today. It just takes a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage experts at American Financing. They can identify ways to cut back on your mortgage payment or ways to get rid of your higher interest debt. I know some of you are spoiling your loved ones with holiday gifts, so don't delay on paying off those high-interest credit cards. 
Get the financial guidance you need for a successful 2018. There are no upfront fees, and you can even close in as fast as 10 days. What are you waiting for? Call my friends at American Financing, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's the official mortgage company of Altitude 950, American Financing. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. And it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th at at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. I come to Sam's because it's always, you can get something different every time, and you can bring a group of people, and there's always something for everyone. Got a lot of options, and got a great reputation, and it's just a fun place to be. I've been with Sam's a long time, and the sons have carried on the tradition. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker, in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale, and downtown off 15th and Curtis. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located off I-70 in Colorado. You will ensure the deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. 
Young, Young moving to the middle, Young the shot, and it went off the glass high over the net. Mellenby trying to clear, didn't get it out, Sackick held it in, still held in, Huey Krupp shot, and scores! There you go. Altitude 950 wants to send you and a guest to see the Avs take on the Panthers December 14th. We want you to see the game in style via the ultimate Avs VIP experience. Every time you hear that call, the Avs win in the 96 Cup. Be caller number three, and you're eligible to win a pair of tickets to the Avs and Panthers on December 14th. We will pick a winner Friday on Kreckman and Harris. Club Lexus, guys, is unlike anything else the Denver sports fan has ever seen. All-inclusive signature food and beverage selections, extraordinary backstage access, make Club Lexus a truly first-class destination. More information, visit PepsiCenterClubLexus.com or call 303-615-6870. From the text line, uh, Drew says the co-OC thing at CU sounds ridiculous. Matt calls the play anyway, so why have three different coaches calling plays? I'm not a... I'm not sure if Mac is calling uh, the offensive plays up there. I'm not sure that's the case. But the co-OC, you know what it might be, in, the more I think about it, it's just a way to, to pay a guy more money. It, it's a title thing. So he may not be active, the new guy who is a former offensive line coach, now co-OC. He may not be actively involved in, in play calling, but it's a way just to give him a promotion financially. That's, I think, what it is. Mm, okay. That's actually good to know because I wouldn't have thought of that. Well, you know, you gotta, CU is so, it's so crazy. The fact that you only have one year deals for your assistant coaches up there. And it's still the case. One year deals. One year to year. How many great assistants can you hire? Think about that. Wait, so you're saying like they should just offer these assistants more security, right? Well, like yeah. It would only be fair to offer them two or three year deals. If you're a big name assistant coach who wants to take your practice somewhere, are you gonna are you gonna take a CU job where you're not even sure if you got a year, or are you gonna go somewhere where they lock you into three or four? Sure. No. Yeah. Long term security is something everyone wants, right? So, yeah, I, I agree with you that CU probably needs to look at that policy and maybe maybe problem. make some changes. Yeah. It's a state problem. Well, it's just how there, we do it. There was a amendment, though, that they were trying to pass that would allow a certain number of state employees to be under long-term contracts. But not the entire staff, like one or two. Yeah. One or two, you can make exceptions. And you can't say it doesn't affect them. Of course it does. Of course it affects them. You can't hire who you want to hire. You're not getting the best talent to come be on your coaching staff. The only reason it's not going to be a long-term deal is if you're terrible. So you're telling me they can't attract good coaches because there's these coaches well, out there who want want their money even if I suck. Oh, okay. All right, well, then I'll go get somebody who's willing to bet on themselves. Well, you're a free agent out there, and you have a job offer at one school that's offering you a certain amount of money at four years. Uh, go live in Ames. Schools. Go live in Ames then. Okay. I, that's easier said than done, but, you know, human nature is you're going to take the guaranteed deal. That's just the way it is. Mm, more okay. often than not. Okay, let's make it real world. Slightly more money, mm-hmm. five-year deal, go do morning talk show in Buffalo, or year-to-year deal here. Buffalo's not bad. <laughs> see, no, my point, see, Bill's I, Mafia's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I get it, but it's like if you think you're any good, yeah. and the money's relatively close, and you get to live in Boulder, Colorado, then... But bet on myself. I'm fine. Uh, six two three five. This is a shot at Manchester. Oh, that's a shock. Any news yet on CU's bowl destination, James? Uh, yeah, I think they're they're gonna pass on New Mexico. Uh, I'm sure this guy's making the trek down 25 though. I'm sure he'll be there. 
I'm sure he'll spend his Saturday night in Albuquerque. Give me a break. Stop at Raton, have something at Arby's. 1001 says, uh, still upset you want Cargo to walk, HW. That's asinine. Listen, I just think Cargo had a really good run, but he was bad last year for most of the year. And I think if David Dahl lives up to the billing, you want him in your outfield. We've seen the rumors about Jay Bruce. You obviously have Charlie Blackman, Ian Desmond, Gerardo Parra. I just don't think there's room for Cargo on this roster. I'm sorry. Hey, do me a favor, me. Jesse. Jesse, cue up the Cargo talk that I had with uh, Bud Black about an hour ago because I thought it was uh, pretty revealing on, on what he thinks of Cargo. And what he thinks will happen with Cargo. Uh, because, you know, listen, if he's going to want to get paid, if he's going to want to make money, it ain't going to happen here. When's the last time CSU was in a conference title game? We're back to that now. Yeah. They, ever, they ever play in a New Year's Day bowl game? Talking Cargo. I don't know if you want to flex muscle on that behalf because CSU just beat CU in hoops as well. Oh, yeah. That's great. But I'm, I'm just saying. Want to look at that all-time record? You want, hey, fair. hey, you want me to go back to a famous alumni? <laughs> that was an all-time low on this show. <laughs> that was, yeah, that segment was out I was of just, control. I brought it up while Jesse could find the that sound. That's was all I was absolutely doing. out of control. Uh, 2716, this will really make uh, James happy. Uh, James will be playing in the Snowflake Bowl. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. That is really good. I did see... A guy, I was walking over to Whole Foods the other day, yeah. and he had a personalized plate, and it was S-N-W-F-L-8-K. I don't know why the 8. Snowflake. I'm like, oh, I'd be perfect for Will. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I am not a snowflake at all. I apologize to Jeff Breidich last night. That was a pretty anti-snowflake move, right? That was. That was. Did, but you, were you, like, cuddling your whoopee? No, I said it like a man to him. I said, I'm sorry if I treated you unfairly. And you know what? You went down and asked the tough questions at Dove Valley, too. I should stop giving you a hard time. Thank about you. It. All right, so we we had Bud Black on the show, and we asked about various subjects. Uh, you know, David Dahl, does he exist? Uh, losing your closer. Uh, who's going to close for this team? What does he think of John Gray establishing himself as the ace where will Ian Desmond play? Is he a full-time first baseman? And then we got to Carlos Gonzalez. Because the bottom line is he, he built quite the reputation. Where's he going to go? Is he going to, is there any chance of Cargo returning to the Rockies? Do we have that, Jess? Um, I, I do have to ask you this though. Is there still an outside chance Cargo returns? Do we know anything yet there in that respect? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a fair question. Uh, you know, you know, it's, you know, I'm not going to rule anything out. I, I'm really not. I think Jeff and his guys are a little closer to that situation. Uh, but like I said, everything is fluid uh, as you get into this time of year. A lot of things can change. Uh, you know, that's going to be something for Cargo to think about, too. What do you guys uh, glean from that interview, that comment there? Well, I think it's what you've been saying towards the end there. If, if Cargo wants... To come back for, I don't know, a couple million bucks, we could probably make it work, but if Cargo still thinks he's worth eight to ten million dollars, then he's gonna have to get paid by someone else. That is how I read that comment from Buddy Black. Do you agree, James? Uh, yeah, no, that's how I read it. That's exactly right. It's, uh, we, it's all about the number. And I, you know, I think there's, I actually took it as there's a chance something could happen, though, like they, they could come to, to terms on it. 1757 says, how to trigger Manchester, disparage the moon or see you? No, he didn't trigger me at all. I'm just looking forward to CSU having a chance to become the first ever three-time 
New Mexico Bowl champion. <laughs> hey, don't 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 joke because the Mex the, the New Mexico Bowl game between CSU and Washington State a few years back, one of the greatest oh, finishes to a bowl game I've ever seen. I know that forty eight forty five thriller in twenty thirteen. Uh, I I I bet there's people in Fort Collins got a, the score tattooed on their bicep. Answer this honestly. Do you dislike CSU or Nebraska more? CSU. Do you know the other two schools wow. who've won? Two New Mexico Bowls. Who are they, James? New Mexico. Mm. Fitting. And Arizona. Hey, let me ask you a serious question. How the hell did the New Mexico Bowl exist and we don't have a Colorado Bowl? We got plenty of stadiums. I don't Why know. Why do we have a bowl game? Well, if they'd have done the right thing when they built to be determined stadium over there and put a dome on it, we would have a bowl. Hell, we might have a, we might have a New Year's Day Bowl. We might be in the playoff. We don't know. Might be in the mix. I mean, seriously, you got the Potato Bowl in Idaho. Don't give me that weather crap. It's it's always cold there. Hell, watch the Music City Bowl in Memphis. It's always cold. So don't give me the cold weather reasoning. Why don't we have a bowl game? Wyoming's been to it twice. They're one and one. They lost to Temple in 2011. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Final thoughts coming up next on Altitude 950. If you had to come up with a new slogan for the Denver Broncos, a new motto. First from the 7-2-0, the Denver Broncos. First in practice, 28th on the field. <laughs> come on, man. The Moj, weekdays 1-3 to 3 on Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. The New York Giants thought they were catching a rising star. Now McAdoo 40 is another example of what happens when teams whiff after projecting that their first-time head coach will blossom into a long-term solution. Does this sound familiar? Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Hi, it's Drew Goodman. There is one road that will always remain the same. It is familiar, it is comfortable, and its destination is somewhere we never quite left. It's the road home. Make your road home a memorable one this year by starting your holiday season at Shop BMW for the Road Home Sales Event. From the iconic 3 Series starting at $299 a month to the attention-commanding X. There are more models than ever featuring X-Drive all-wheel drive technology. Shop BMW. One price, one person, one hour. Deep Eddy Vodka is an award-winning small-batch American-made vodka handcrafted in Austin, Texas. Distilled ten times, gently charcoal filtered six times, ensuring a clean, subtle, smooth flavor. Deep Eddy Vodka also has six delicious flavored vodkas created with all natural ingredients. These infusions include ruby red grapefruit, sweet tea, peach, cranberry, lemon, and newest release orange. Deep Eddy Vodka is 100% gluten-free. It always reminds you to please stay drink responsibly. Sam's number three is delicious. You know, the atmosphere, the people, the food, everything's just... It looked good at the table behind me, so I thought I'd try it too. Oh, wide selection. I love the menu. The waitresses and waiters here still remember me from when I was little. Oh, I'm going all-American cheeseburger today. I'm having the Greek burrito today. I come to Sam's because the alcoholic beverages are good. Sam's number three in Aurora, Savannah, Parker, and Glendale, on Cherry Creek in Leedsdale, and downtown 15th and Curtis. <laughs> oh, I said you can't come here and not like the food. 
The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. How do we how do we convince people? I think you just got to keep proving it every day. Um, you know, like we don't feel good about where our game wasn't wasn't this homestand at all. I think we all know that we're capable of more. We're kind of like a disconnected group on the ice um, over this stretch. When it gets too individualized, we're not as good of a team. Like I think we're. Um, you know, a, a better team than the sum of the individual parts. Like when we come together, we, we seem to come together really well and play real well. And we just got to get back to that as coaches. We got to remind them of that. Well, we got to keep teaching them and showing them. And then as players, there's a, there's a responsibility that I think that our resiliency and, and um, you know, just our overall urgency of our game can, can go up and we can communicate more to help prevent some of the mistakes that we're making. Why they're not last year's Avs? That was the question posed to Jared Bednar in the first hour of the show. We're seeing some things that, well, they're not pretty. You go one and four on the homestand and automatically you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Are they going to fall into this rut again? And he just said it. They're not last year's Avs. They're better equipped to handle adversity. Boy, they better be because they're on the road now. A tough road trip. Four in a row. You got Tampa, Florida. You got Washington, Pittsburgh. You got back-to-backs on this road trip. You do have Gabriel Landeskog back in the fold. So there's some good news for the Avs. Getting Landy back is huge because I said it at 7.05 on these airwaves. Right now, Nathan McKinnon's kind of on an island. He's playing out of his mind. He's playing so well. Ever since they got rid of Matt Duchesne, Nathan McKinnon looks like an all-star, like a top-ten player in this league, but he can't do it all all himself. He scored their only two goals last night. Nathan McKinnon desperately needs some help. Some other guys on that team are going to have to step up, and getting Landy back is huge. Without looking it up, do you guys yeah. know who CSU plays in the New Mexico Bowl? <laughs> Didn't he just say Washington State? No, no, that's no. who they oh, beat a couple years back in that classic outcome. That God, was a like, classic one. Was that yeah. Gartrell Johnson or whatever yeah. that had the big, and with all the fumbles? Oh, they play Marshall. They do. Marshall, yeah. Marshall yeah. who's lost four yeah. out of five, including a 9-7 barn burner down yeah. at UTSA. So, Well, just to even things out, I'm going to go to the fun. text line because you're, uh, you're going back and forth. You're feuding with CSU fans. So here's one from the text line from the 970 saying, James, here's some trivia for you. When's the last time CU won a bowl game? 13 years ago, they eked one out over mighty UTEP in the prestigious Houston Bowl. I know. It's been a drought, and I'm not bragging about it. I'm not bragging about my New Mexico Bowl appearance. Uh, When's the last time they beat Nash. Colorado? Nash says, if Manchester doesn't want to watch the Rams Bowl game, you can always rewatch the 2016 Alamo Bowl. That was competitive. That was painful against Oklahoma State, uh, a power, uh, not Marshall. Enjoy the thundering herd of Marshall. You really don't have much to fall back on here, my friend, because they're going to a game at least. Dude, what would CU's record be if they played CSU schedule? I get it. What but would, they're C- going what to would a CSU's game. record play if they were in the, be if they played in the Pac-12? Come I get on. it. They played head to head and CU beat them again. Come on. But you know, the trash, did they beat them or did the refs beat them? The, because the, the refs trash were talk, awful that The night. trash talk from a team that went 7-5 and five and lost head-to-head is asinine. It's asinine. I lean CU, but I don't have nearly You're as much as skin in the, first in the game bowl as you. Game of the year, and which I can is barely even a bowl game. I can objectively say the refs screwed CSU that oh, night. Oh, come on. They did. 
did. That's ridiculous. They did. The refs were awful that night. I was Blame at the, the game. the ref guy is so bad. Dude, but uh, the refs were so bad that they genuinely... The calls were blatant and had to be flagged. Had to be. Mm. The third one was would have been called and nobody would have said anything if there hadn't already been two of them. Dude, like I said, I lean CU, but even I will stand up for CSU fine, fan here. Fine. They got job you that night. You know what? Night. They Go did. ahead. Get your tickets. Drive on down to Dream Style Stadium down in beautiful Albuquerque. I'm sure the 20,000 people who elbow their way into the new stadium every week in Fort Collins will be flooding down I-25 to get a glimpse of their team taking on Marshall. Just because there's not a ton of them doesn't mean there's not a very solid, loyal group of CSU fans. There's the the stadium down there seats 39-224. So half of that, if half of that was CSU, they might be able to fill that. Guys, yeah. I hate to change the topic. Have you seen the video that's making the rounds on the internet right now, Twitter especially, of a highway in Southern <laughs> yeah. California, and guys are just merrily driving down the highway early in the morning and there's a huge fire on the side of the road. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the mountain oh my God. all around them is yes. on fire. Yes. The earth, Mother Earth, is scorched around them and they're just driving to work like it's not even happening. I know. It's insane. It's, I mean, it's like a scary photo. I don't know what people are thinking. Some more text coming in pretty hot here. Um well, it's kind of terrible text early. One two zero three blind Manchester with the terrible takes. That was nice of them. Hey, this four one two nine agrees with you, James. Two of the three calls were legit in the CU CSU game. They were. And the other one wasn't awful. It just it was the third one. So you're like, oh my god. But they weren't bad. It's just such a. It's so typical CSU. I mean, well, look at the all time record. But we're gonna bitch about officials. I mean, come on. Uh, six seven one four. The refs definitely robbed CSU in that game, and I didn't even go to CSU, and I didn't go to the game. I know they robbed him. In fact, didn't uh, I didn't even didn't watch Mark, the game, and I hey, know did, they robbed him. Didn't Mark Moser? Didn't Mark Moser weigh in on how bad those calls were in that game, Jesse? I think he. That goes, is the worst call in the history of the league. Such a lame take. Blaming the officials. Drew agrees with you. Drew says, CU could make a bowl game every year if they played in the Mountain West, and they'd beat Air Force and Wyoming every year. Exactly. Exactly. You lost to Air Force, Wyoming, and Colorado. Nice season, Rams, but you went 7-5 and because you beat San Jose State. Wow. Maybe, you know what? Have a parade. Go ahead and have a parade. I'm sure there'll Our be wall-to-wall people on Shield you know Street or wherever in the hell you guys all Ooh, hang out. Hey. Never interrupt philosophical Tlaib ever again. Play it because people missed it. You know what the score was of the first ever Rocky Mountain showdown? First ever battle between CU and CA&M? What was it? 70 to 6, Colorado. 2716 wants to chime in. Hey, uh, James, how many CSU football alumni are in prison for murder? Wow. Uh, Well, one of them was a former alum was put to death for being a terrorist, but whatever. You're going to bring that back? I mean, <laughs> we're not going down this road See who's outscored CSU in the last two years, 61 to 10, but let's bitch about the officials. Okay. Uh, 2716, this is great. This is great writing. This is very creative, and I will read this because of the creativity. Uh, CU is over the moon with Manchester support. Oh, that is a double entendre <laughs> right there. That is perfect. That is well done. That, that is, is well perfect. Done. The all-time record is 65-22 and 2. Really? Come on. Vic, before we get out of here, what are we looking for from the Nuggets tonight? A win, win the first quarter. That's what I'm looking for. And I, again, if if I were to talk to the team, and they don't have me talk to the team, fellas, win the first, you get a chance to win the game. 
if the first quarter starts the way it has the last couple road games, they got no chance. Hell, Jamal Murray said it himself. He said after the first quarter the other night in Dallas, the game was over. They felt like it was over. Keep it competitive early. How do you deal with Boogie and the Brow without Jokic and Millsap? I mean, do you just need... Well, the Brow's not playing. Oh, the Brow's not playing. That's right. Okay. So Brow's hurt. Even Boogie. I mean, who's going to guard Boogie tonight? I don't know. I mean, Boogie's hard to cover even with Jokic. Sure. Uh, but so I don't th- know. That's, I mean, a night like tonight is where you really see how much they'll miss Paul Millsap, right? No doubt. Because no doubt. you really want Paul Millsap there we, to guard we, DeMarcus we sort Cousins. Of, uh, we take that for granted, don't we? The fact that he's out. We, we almost don't acknowledge it. Like they're, they're missing a really essential part of their defense night in, night out. And he's not going to be – that void is not going to be filled until March at the earliest. They're missing their most accomplished player by a long shot. Right. By a long shot. I mean, it's not even close. You know. Accomplished is the perfect word. Not necessarily the most talented, the most accomplished. That is perfect. Did we talk about the Broncos at all? I guess we talked about Elway's comments, but we certainly didn't talk about anything on the field. James Hot Take. James Hot Take. Let's, I don't know if it made our, uh, our, uh, Troy Hansford fired up finale or not. I don't want to take away, I don't want to take away from it, but the hot take was he likes an angry Elway and angry Elway is an effective Elway. And then he gave us trivia of the six guys who played in Super Bowl 48 and Super Bowl 50 and we were terrible at it. So, yeah, yeah and you interrupted my about the moon and I lost thing. interest. Here's the thing, though. It's where perspective matters, right? So people can say, oh, I fly off the handle and I'm hard on this guy, hard on that guy. I've been here. I've, I saw ticked off Elway play here from 83 to 98. I wasn't in Buffalo covering somebody else and now I'm calling for him to get fired. You gotta have a little perspective here. Well, there's some, something to say about that. I, I'm born and raised here. I, I've seen the highs and lows and, it's funny because on Let's Talk Football, we're taping it tomorrow. I came up with my list of the top five worst seasons in Broncos history. Top five. And I went back, and and I didn't do it based on record because record doesn't matter. I did it based on expectations. That's what matters. Is that fair? Expectations uh, sure. matter. So what, what was number one for you? Number one for me, worst season. Well, should I give it to you now, or do you want to watch Let's Talk oh, Football? No, I'll no, say no. it right now. Worst season in Broncos history, in my mind, was this season. This season. This is worse than this Daniels season. because that's been because a popular was, debate. Because it was historic, and I want I want to quantify it by saying this: this goes back to when I was born. I'm not even discussing 1967. I'm not going to talk about the early days. Those mean nothing to me. I'm talking about when I was born, the modern game. Okay, for me, when I was born in my last 48 years on Earth, this has been. The worst season I can remember because of the history. They're doing things they've never done before. Again, two safeties in one game? Well, you're right, Vic, because they're comically bad on a weekly basis. They get blown out every week. And that McDaniels team in 2010, they weren't two years removed from being Super Bowl champs with a lot of Super Bowl champions on the roster. It's all about expectations. It's not just about record. Records won. Like, they went 2-7 and in the year of the strike. It was bad for everybody. You know, it wasn't just bad for the Broncos. It was bad for everybody. Yeah, and that's it was a, a strike year. It's a strike year. It's a weird year. Yeah. I mean, they were five and eleven in nineteen ninety. Elway was hurt a bunch that year. It's it's hard to it's hard to really. And they were somewhat competitive that year, if you remember. They, they were in the games. They're not even in games now. I don't disagree. Not even in them. I don't disagree with you guys, but who's a worse head coach? Josh McDaniel's a worse head coach than Vance Joseph because of his arrogance. At least I look Vance at the Joseph season. isn't arrogant. He just doesn't make sense. Before we say goodbye, as usual every morning, our Troy Hansford fired up finale. Woo! This will be our day, baby!
is the Fired Up Finale, presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keep me fired up. But to want John Elway fired is lacking perspective. Mm-hmm. It's lasting, lacking any memory of where this team was when he and, and Pat Bolin did the high five at Elway's restaurant. Where this team was at that point and how quickly it got turned around. It, it's lacking the perspective of where this franchise was after Super Bowl 48 mm-hmm. and how quickly he so- fixed the problem. <laughs> that was eloquent. Jeez, man. Jesse, can you make it more obvious you're looking for some sort of promotion or pay raise? How many oh. times are you going to just hand it over to Manchester? Mm. Should we let somebody else in charge of who wins the fire to finale? And the can key we change to that, it? The key to that. I had to do that after you two interrupted me for nine minutes trying to brainstorm the six guys who were on Super Bowl, started both Super Bowl 48 and 50. Real quick before we get out of here, it was Demarius Thomas, Danny Trevathan, Malik Jackson, Sylvester Williams, Peyton Manning,